You think I can leave that in the intro? <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, leave that sound bite in. You leave that sound bite in? <laughs> maybe I should. Just like lower it. So maybe, I, maybe I'll beef it out. Sounds great. I'll beef it out. <laughs> It'll be a beef right before the show starts. You know, people have messaged me. People have really enjoyed like the tiny little, tiny little bits of nugget. Tiny little bits of gold in between, like at the very beginning of the show. Some people dig it. Good evening, everybody. Welcome in. Welcome into the show. <laughs> Here we are on the stage of Talking Trek Live. Good evening, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. I am your host, your friendly neighborhood cat person here to talk to you all about Star Trek Fleet Command. We are the official podcast, and we are here on the stage of Talking Trek. Good evening and welcome. Who is here with us here late on a Wednesday? It is late. Apologies to the APAC and uh, European regions. Very busy day for the DJ. (laughs) Welcome in. Ah. All right, good evening. Welcome in, everybody. Talking Trek server sound off hits your earphones right now. Who's with us? Indy Dandy on server 31, thank you. K-Horn on server 8, welcome. Stradalorian on server 9, thank you very much for being here. Sitting Bull, welcome into the show. Server 40, Ape on server 21. Gherkin on server 184, welcome. Butcher Boy 172. Cusum, server 45, thank you. Arian, server 30. Big Bad Ed on server 30. Big Bad Ed in the hizzy, welcome. Uh, Lord Farquaad, server 146. Rand Susie on server 27. The Looter from server 196. Welcome, Silent Killers on server 31. Nathan on server 61. Thank you, Captain Oblivious on server 30. Scaly back on 193. Tammy Moza, server 20. Thank you. Vinius, server 8 in the hizzy. Rotifer, server 17. Welcome. A Fistful of Jedi, server 27. Welcome. Lokimon, server 134. Deckix, free to play. Ops 44. What server? Oh, you don't tell your server. That's right. You're a, you're a secret mystery. That's right. Hey, what's up, Chronic Break Server 10? Thank you, Data Systems on 27. Vulcan Death Grip. What? He says enjoying peace on server 14? What happened on server 14? Where's Vandal? I need Vandal here immediately. Peace on server 14? Tell me it ain't so. <laughs> Tell me it ain't so. Hey, what's up, Sobek? Server 24, Fire Fuel on server 31. Welcome. Lieutenant Razik on server 15. Thank you. Jerry Ryan on 146. Squab on 22. Indy Dandy on 31. Thank you. Young Ducat, server 38. Raging Ginger, 31. Captain Caboose on 146. Bernard, server 28. Thank you. Deuces Wild on 17. Hal on server 32. Scrappy on 137. Zakara, 136. I Beglin on the Panar server 32. Ape on server 21. Blue Mandalorian on server 8. Thank ya, thank ya. Smoke'em, server 16, appreciate it. Andar on 163, Smash Trek, Smash Trek. I can't say your name. Smash Trek. I might be having numbness in my tongue uh, here today, Ripper. I am truly not a hypochondriac, okay? (laughs) But now I'm like super hypersensitive to like anything at all that could be going wrong with me. I'm like, is it a symptom? Is it related? You know, like, like earlier today, I got thirsty. (laughs) <laughs> Ripper, I got thirsty, and I told my wife, I was like, oh, man, you know what I just noticed? I've been thirstier than normal. Like, like I've been drinking a lot of water, and even though I'm drinking a lot of water, Ripper, I still feel thirsty. <gasps> Is it a symptom? She's like, no, you just, like, ate something salty, you big goof. So <laughs> yeah, you're reading way too much into that. I'm scared to death. If I'm being straight honest with you, Rip, 
I, I'm scared to death. You know what? When you were going through your thing, you told me that I'm still going through my thing. You, really. you told. Well, you are, you are. But you told me during the during the time where they were still trying to sort everything out. You know, I don't, I don't know if you actually ever came out and told me that that you were frightened. Uh, but I think I kind of assumed that as your friend, like you were at least nervous that there was an, an anticipation or or some type of uncomfort, uh, discomfort rather, with not knowing. You know, I'm uh, I'm with you. I can relate yeah. to that. I'm I'm actually, frankly, I'm terrified I, I, that I've been to like so many doctors and I've had so many tests. And as of now, as of today, where I spent four hours in a doctor's office, still nobody can tell me what's wrong with me. So so now, I mean, if I get a sore throat or or I get thirsty, I'm like, is it a thing? Is it a thing? You know? Yeah, like like Kelvin Kirk. Maybe I've got numb tongue. All right, maybe I got, maybe I'm having an allergic reaction to something that is making my leg rot off. <laughs> I don't know, Ripper. It's just a very scary thing these days. So, yeah, I don't know. Anywho, welcome in. See, I'm, even, I'm thirsty right now. I need a drink. My mouth is sticky. Is that a symptom, Ripper? My mouth is sticky. It's sticking to itself. My tongue is sticking to my cheeks and stuff. It's, I'm sticky. Mm, that got, sounds weird. I've got numb tongue. Nom tong. More beer, less med, says Vinius. I'm with you, buddy. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome into the stage of Talking Trek Live, where here tonight we have uh, good, good conversation to be had, uh, some reaction, and some information that we would like to share with you here tonight. Plus, uh, a new community tool uh, has officially transitioned from uh, you know, scrambling to put some stuff together to actual planned out uh, and implemented release. And we're going to talk to you guys a little bit about that. You guys are familiar with the Kelvin Memorial Library. They've been doing a lot of work, and we've got some cool stuff uh, to share with you guys uh, when that comes. We've got a spokesperson here to talk to you tonight about the Kelvin Memorial Library Discord and the new features that it's offering within that Discord. So pretty, pretty uh, pretty cool and exciting stuff, all right? Uh, Kelvin, oh, did I say it wrong? It's not the Kelvin Memorial Library? <gasps> oh, my God! Stevens, Aaron, you need to fix that. Somebody, uh, Arian, fix the stage name. My bad. Yeah, where did KML come from? <laughs> this is KMA. Sorry, see? Numb tongue. I'm just, you know what, looter? Anytime I screw something up, I'm going to blame it on numb tongue. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't like today's stupid news? It's because of numb tongue. Let's do it! Stupid! Even news. the computer is numb tongue. Delayed. Thank you. Ripper, it's good stupid news today. News. <laughs> it's very good stupid news. Good stupid news. And short. Because I didn't I didn't have the time to go through everything. I was I was fighting numb tongue. Uh, a video of a Subway restaurant, big country, video of a Subway restaurant worker fighting off an armed robber has gone viral. Did you guys see about this? I actually saw this. You know, you know that, that that local Subway fired this person? Well, let me rephrase. They put them on administrative leave while they investigated. Isn't that ridiculous? This Subway worker fought off an armed robber, no money was lost, and now they're being punished. Luckily... She had access to a deadly weapon of her own. Ladies and gentlemen, Kung Fu Footlong Subway Tuna Sandwiches. 
Because then, I mean, listen, if you've ever done any... Re listen, if you enjoy a Subway tuna sandwich, don't read anything about it. I'm just going to tell you that. I've always enjoyed, Ripper, a Subway tuna sub. Don't read anything on the internet about it if you like that sandwich. Okay? Maybe that's what's wrong with my leg, Ripper. <laughs> I've eaten too much tuna from Subway. A.K.A. mystery meat. They don't know what's Sounds in it. Sounds plausible, yes. There is a high degree of likelihood that there is the rubber sole of an old boot in that tuna. Okay? Just saying. Natty Light, <laughs> Bubba Joe. You know what? Who is it? I See, numb tongue. It's getting me. Bubba, you and Big, you had a conversation about the NFL. You guys are both big NFL fans, right? So, True. So, on NFL Sunday... Do you guys like big? You do you? You're not a drinker, right? Did you tell me you don't drink? Correct. I'm That's not, right, no. Bubba. Do, do you do you have a few beers with the game? Nope, I don't drink either. Wow. Okay, good for you guys. Then then you don't have to worry about this. Me, on the other hand, I enjoy uh, a beer or two, or in the case of Sunday, I might have had five or six while watching the Super Bowl or uh, watching the the NFL MVP of 2020 go down in an embarrassing sort of flames, all right, watching Aaron Rodgers and my Green Bay Packers get spizzanked on Sunday, might have had an extra beer or four. Thank God Natty Light has come to my rescue. Natural Light, everybody, has released a line of flavored vodkas, perfect for couples who enjoy date nights, including such activities as enjoying sushi from a gas station. Going bowling with going bowling in a dark alley with with boots out of trash cans. I can't even get through the rest of the I, This was good. I wrote I wrote a couple of good things, like a couple of good, really good date night ideas. If you are one who wants to purchase Natty Light vodka, I mean, those of you who drink, you know, Natty Light is like the cheapest of beers, right? Just it's the cheapest. It's the worst. Britney Spears is in the news. I know, Swagger. I, I am on pain medication. Is it that obvious? All right, sorry. Britney Spears is now engaged to be married. Ripper, exciting news in the world of Britney Spears. It's good to see that after her prolonged battle over conservatorship, conservatorship she's, uh, she's learned her lesson about giving men control of her finances through legally binding contracts. I wish nothing but the best to Britney Spears with her upcoming nuptials. Uh, a new report, Big Country, says NFL betting has hit an all-time high. People gambling on the NFL. Anything take you by surprise this past weekend, Big? Aside from Green Bay just utterly going back to high school? Um, the biggest, uh, you know what? Yeah, Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson. That was how the that whole Monday night ended. That was pretty crazy. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't get to watch it. You want to fill anybody in? It Is was, there a short version? It was, it was crazy. Crazy ending Monday night. Uh, you did? I listened to the Browns game almost upsetting the Chiefs. That was cool. Yeah, betting in the NFL is at an all-time high. I'm still, though, taking the cake. The biggest NFL gamble this year is when the Jaguars worked out Tim Tebow. <laughs> biggest gamble. <laughs> A real-life version of Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons. Stevens Aaron has opened in Springfield, Pennsylvania. 
It's already got tons of reservations. People have been calling in like crazy to reserve tables. From people like IP Freely, initials, of course, uh, Al Koholik and uh, Mike Roch uh, have already made reservations for the grand opening at Moe's Tavern in Springfield, Pennsylvania. A trailer for the upcoming fourth Matrix movie has been released. How about this, Bubba Joe? What, almost a decade later, deciding to come back in and try to see what we can do after we very cleanly wrapped up a three-part trilogy. We're going to come in and insert a fourth movie. Matrix uh, trailer has been released, although the movie franchise might be less exciting ever since, uh, what, I guess maybe 2016, when we all found out that we actually do, in fact, live inside the Matrix for real. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Captain Planet says it's going to take 20 years to forget about number two and three. Uh, finally, you know what? We were talking about the Browns and the Chiefs this past Sunday. Browns player, did you see this big? Actually ejected from the NFL game for shoving the Chiefs coach. Did you see that? Got booted out. Browns player booted from the game for going and pushing one of the Chiefs coaches. Or as it's known in Cleveland, uh, pretty good sportsmanship. Because <laughs> ah, otherwise he would have just punched him in the face, right, Big? That's what they do in Cleveland. Uh, good evening. Welcome in, everybody. That was <laughs> that was your stupid news. And it was, in fact, very stupid tonight, Big Country. Uh, as is some of the things that we're going to talk about. Not this first one, though. Not this first one. Bubba Joe is itching to talk about midterm grades, which we've never done, Bubba. I'm not exactly sure if it's a good idea. It's an entire show. When we grade the arc, we talk about all the same stuff that we talked about for the entire month, and then we give and then we give the grades. Do you think that midterm grades are a good idea? Like grading on a curve. <laughs> so, so. Probably not. The midterm grades are probably just going to upset Scopely since they probably don't have the capability to remedy any actual change. I mean, we've talked about how the arcs are in development for months. Um, so it is. it would be very difficult for them to implement change. I'll, I could hold out hope. Um, but yeah, the, it probably doesn't serve a purpose other than to... Uh, incite frustration and upset Scopely, which is you know never a, a good idea. But well, yeah. uh, you know, there's so much that to talk about. Those, I mean, the grade show for this arc could go on for three or four shows because <laughs> there are so many things worth talking about. There, from there have been the, a lot the of event, the event we're in right now, uh, mislaunching of events, awards not being correct. I mean, there are so many things to talk about. It's like. How did we take so many steps back in this arc? And so, um, but yes, I, you know, the midterm grades would not be very favorable. <laughs> midterm grades, not a good idea. Here's what Is that we'll where do. we're at? Here, you know, we're, yeah, we're two weeks in. I mean, you right. know, here, if I look at the battle pass, let me look at the battle pass real quick. Uh, we're actually in event day nine. No, we're in event day eight. We're in event day eight, so so technically we could do a midterm show uh, this coming Sunday, Bubba. If you really, really want to get into it, we we should talk about a few things here tonight, though. There there are a couple of things that I that I do want to get to because I, there are some things that I feel we probably could maybe perhaps get some feedback in. I have noticed, for example, and I've received tons of messages, though I have 
admittedly, I, I've told some people in PM, I logged in today. I'm not going to lie, guys. I haven't even been in Discord for probably two days. Bubba, you sent me a message earlier. Um, Snake Eye sent me a message yesterday. I, I kind of just just kind of stepped back for a minute. And, and I, don't, I don't know. I don't think it was related to this arc, honestly. I, I think for me, it's just my real life is just I got, I got so much happening uh, right now. I, I have done very little. I've logged in. I've done my events. Thank goodness I've got a great team around me. Uh, big, uh, you guys have, have carried me every step of the way. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll tell you this. We had the, the Armada Frenzy event, Bubba Joe, and that's probably one that, that we for sure need to talk about because I feel like that one needs reiteration before it runs again. Like that one, and, and as a matter of fact, if I, am I not mistaken? This is the second run of it already. Um, let me look here. I, Jesse, has Jesse made a calendar? I haven't even seen it. That's how out of touch I have been this arc. And I don't know if it's because... Yeah, he did. Okay, let me, let me pull... Uh, yep, I see it here. Let's pull this up. Uh, I don't know if it's because I, I've just been so busy or, or maybe I've not been engaged by this arc, Bubba. I don't know. Because here's the thing. I like the feature. <laughs> I say this all the time, don't I, Bubba? I like the feature. Mm -hmm. I like trade XP. Um, <clears throat> I, like, I like the... Hold on, let me rephrase. I like the mechanic of traits. You know, as it pertains to increasing your odds and, and better payouts and better prizes and better assignments. I like that mechanic, I think, especially because they've introduced a very real sourcing solution for, for in this case, let's call it Commander Data. All right. Uh, I, I think that may be or, or the Tribble. I think those two may be the biggest values right now. TOS Spock, although unavailable anywhere else in the game, doesn't carry a great deal of value as far as an officer, I don't believe. Um, and then you've got Michael Burnham, who... Yeah, actually, you know what, people? I think that's probably a good officer, too, to be frank. Michael Burnham's not a bad officer to have. I, I think we discovered early on that she needed to be tiered up. But it's really hard to do that, Bubba. These new assignments are allowing players to hone in choose your rewards. I actually described it to somebody the other day as a long-term mechanic at a permanent player-driven customizable event store. You know, like it doesn't because when you look at what's available, we've got some officers that people may really want to be interested in, right? You could also increase the payouts of materials, you know, uncommon or rare materials, latinum, Active nanoprobes, officer XP, faction credits, so, even so, ship blueprints now. So that's that's all well and good, but if you have not seen that uh, assignment, and most people, if they have, they've seen it maybe once, and you haven't spent money, have you actually been able to see any tangible change have you actually been able to get to where you're actually triggering any of those skills or are they eight hidden days in no tier I'm twos not. and tier threes eight days in i am not however i uh expected i would not because the assignment i chose to focus and, and buddy i'll tell you people ask me people ask me why did you uh or or okay so after the first show that we did like a week ago people said what are you going to choose 
You know, that's people ask me, Bubba. You had interest uh, indicated that you were really going to be chasing uh, like faction credits and and ATA. Uh, yep. Foe was in here and was obviously actively chasing Michael Barnum. Um, we've had IJ come in and talk about he is actively chasing active nanoprobes. Big uh, out of curiosity, what what is the assignment or two that you honed in on? What was it that that you uh, decided? Data. data, 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 and uh, Federation. Federation faction credits. Okay, data and Federation faction credits. So, so people have kind of run with the <clears throat> people have kind of run with the suggestion that Talking Trek gave as to choosing one or two assignments that you really want to focus in on maximizing your your return. Now, all of the assignments that we just mentioned, Bubba Joe are going to be assignments geared towards epic assignments and probably higher-level ops players, right? Fair. We talk about uh, active nanoprobes, which is a rare assignment that requires ops 35. Uh, Epic assignment for data, big country, is an epic assignment, requires ops 39, okay? Uh, The Borg Tribble, Merits of Honor, both epics, require ops 39. You can't do... Anything higher than an uncommon until Ops 30, is it 35? Somebody help me with that. Okay. So Ops 35 is where you can start doing rares, if I'm not mistaken. So, I thought Ops 35 was rep- epics, no? No, epic is 30. Oh, maybe I've got this wrong. Hang on. 35 is epic. No, I thought it was 39. Young Ducat says 39 is epic. 30 <laughs> look at all the misinformation we're spreading here fire pew Is says it, it's 35 I, i'm pretty I'm sure it's 39 sure. It, yeah DJ, okay I'm 31 you, and i've got rares 31 uh okay all right you know what hang on i know how we're going to solve this real quick and now look at the okay. research and STS. hang on uh well yeah we could do the yeah but that's not what i'm looking at i want to go back somebody uh steven's aaron you might be able to help me find this go back to May in our graphics room and look I'm, for here it is. I'm driving right now. So oh, okay, I, I got it here. I'm going to put this at the bottom of our graphics room. I'm going to repost it. All right, guys. Here's here's where you need to have it. Okay, this uh, was created by Fartasia, and uh, we look here. Epic assignments. I'm going to scroll over and find epic assignments. Unlock at. I'm going to find it. Going to it is 39. It is 39. Unlock epic assignments. Here's where actually, so so Ops 39, it is Ops 39, but Shuttle Bay 35. Maybe that's where we were getting it twisted, folks. Okay? You have to be Ops 39, but you have to have your Shuttle Bay to at least level 35. Sorry. So technically the 35 and the 39 conversations were correct. Shuttle Bay 35, Ops 39, all right? Now, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's find that same requirement for unlocking rare assignments, all right? Because it's in here as well. Rare assignments. Boom, boom, boom. Rare assignments. Here we go. Not as high, all right? 31 is good. Ops 25 with a Shuttle Bay level of 21, okay? So Ops 25 can get a rare assignment. Guess what, all right? None of the assignments that we have actually spent time talking about, shame on you, DJs, all right? That was a a whale show, Baba Joe. Not really. We use some of these assignments as 
as an end game, as a goal, what you should be pushing for. But remember, housekeeping was in here and said, hey, I'm just shooting for Latinum. Guess what? Latinum is a rare assignment. Somebody else, Bubba Joe, you. You said, hey, I'm going to maybe actually try to focus on some of these away team's assignments credits, right, to use in the new store. That's only an uncommon. I've done. The active nanoprobes one is a uh, rare assignment as well. Active nanoprobes yes. is a rare. That's correct. The away team's assignments credits is an uncommon. So people can get to that, okay? People can get to that. Um, however, there's two different ways to look at this. Two different ways to go about it. You can look at some of the lesser assignments, uncommons, uh, maybe some reputation or faction credits, whatever. Okay, You can look, officer XP, you can look at some of the smaller assignments and focus in on some of those payouts. I chose, Bubba Joe, to go straight for the gusto. I chose my assignment that I was going to focus in on was for Commander Data. All right, Out of all the assignments, that's what I chose. Now, that was probably a mistake, uh, Bubba, because I also chose not to spend. <laughs> so, I am relying completely on the officer training assignment, which I have not gotten yet. Otherwise, I'm accumulating 1,150 trade XP per day, which is all I've gotten. And uh, the assignment or the officer that I've chosen to start on uh, Bubba Joe, was MUD1. MUD1.0. That's the first one I decided to start in on. And, great news, up until this point, I have unlocked all of Trait 1. Level 3 of Trait 1, Bubba, which I'm pleased about. Okay? Sure. The thing is, I'm not yet getting those benefits because the assignment I chose to focus in on was an epic assignment. One of the best in the entire lineup. So, it requires tier two and tier three traits so as of now the very long answer to your question that only needed a short answer was i haven't yet and i'm okay with that bubba it's only day eight if i had chosen an uncommon assignment like for the away team's assignments credits or a rare assignment like for the active nanoprobes i would be at least at the lower percentage levels i would be eligible for some of these assignments if I had chosen those traits. I chose a longer path because I really, really wanted data. And I knew at least at this early stage, I wasn't going to pay for trade XP. So I know that I've got to choose it carefully, which was the entire point of the original show. Choose carefully and know the ramifications of your decision, which is going to be if you're going to spend, then go for it. But if you're going to, if you're going to do like I did, and choose a high value assignment to do free to play is going to take me it's going to take me a minute to get there you know so sorry bubba to to spend 15 minutes to answer your question no i haven't gotten the benefit yet nor did i expect to and i think that's that's something that people i don't people forget that every month I, and i don't understand i don't i don't know why we forget that every single month none of so nothing in this game is designed to be done in a week or 8 days that's where we're at nope. day 8 I completely agree. Nothing should happen in a day or a week. My concern is that there are no events and that the only source we have for the ATA XP or the trade XP is through our daily, which mm. is a very small amount. It is. And as you start to look at what the amount might need to be, 
to be able to unlock the traits, even for just one, one that you want to max out. Let's say the only one you want to max out is Lead Expedition, which is the ATA, ATA, double ATA, it's the mm-hmm. primary and critical. It is a very, very long time to get there. And it, that's the problem I have. Well, and so I take you back to Arc 1 where it was a very, very difficult grind to get the refresh tokens. And it was a very, very difficult uh, grind to, to get the ISO resin in, in Arc 3. I, it, it, it's a long time for everything initially. I even remember. I, I don't think I probably have this in a screenshot, Stevens Aaron, but I remember seeing Scopely in public acknowledging that they are always tight in the first month. What was it, Ripper? Merits of honor. Merits of honor. They said that they intentionally held it close to the vest in the opening month. No, it wasn't merits of honor. What was it? God, the merits of honor is an entirely different discussion. Yeah, that's a different discussion. I, I'm trying to remember. There was a currency. Was it refresh tokens? No. Oh, my God. It was away team speed ups, Bubba. It was speed ups. It was speed-ups. They said, listen, we are intentionally rolling this out slow so that we can see what the impact is going to be. We can see what the buy-in is going to be. And and eventually it'll improve. And did it? It did. They added it to a daily. As a matter of fact, I mean, really truthfully, away team's assignment speed-ups, I think, is being sourced decently well. Could it be a little better? Sure. We always want a little bit more. But, hell, 12 hours a day. That's, you know, in a week, you've got enough to, to, to rush through an epic assignment if you wanted to, you know, if, if you so really DJ, wanted to do something like that. Go ahead. The difference in between this and that, right? So that was preventing you from doing lots of ATAs in a shorter amount of time, right? They had an eight-hour, 12-hour, one, two, or one, three, five-day ATAs, right? So you could... You know, you know the speed ups. You, you, you they were holding them back, but you 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 could assign someone and it would finish and it would be done. What they're doing here is preventing people from even seeing what the effect of the trade XP is. And normally, I think you're incorrect. Normally, the arc is the best opportunity to get the new feature, and after that, it slows down. Just like officer sourcing, just like. Um, it, it, almost everything is easier to get within the arc than it is after the arc. And this does not appear to be that case. This appears to be, we're going to start slow and we're going to taper off. Or, I mean, we don't know what they're going to do in the future, but, you know, that's that's a phrase that, that one of my mentors at work would use, is we start slow and taper off. Um, it's a good model to live by, by the way. But, there, you know, because there isn't enough, so people aren't getting to experience they're getting to maybe get a couple of levels into a level one trait. Or if they made a mistake, like uh, I think it was um, uh, Truck and Chick on uh, Sunday's show said, I completely didn't even think about it, and I unlocked the traits on Chen and didn't even think about the fact that I'm never going to put Chen on an assignment. Right? So they're not giving people enough opportunity to mess something up to actually experiment with enough of the traits. And that's the concern I have is that people are just being like, well, I can't even get to a critical yet for these new assignments because they're all just zero until I unlock the traits. And there's no there, there's no path to that other than the payer's path. Well, I, so I agree with most of what you're saying. Obviously, payers 
can always skip the time. All right, and that's exactly what you're doing here. You're skipping the time needed to accumulate the XP to get to your assignment. As a matter of fact, with the original launch ripper of that pack, if I'm not mistaken, there was no limit. Uh, and there is a guy that most of us know who maxed every officer, <laughs> every officer for every assignment. He he but did it. There was there wasn't a limit in the beginning. There was a limit in the yeah, beginning. Was, the, the limit's since yep. been removed. Uh, and and so I'm, he. I'm, I still I still don't know why, because as far as I know, the initial plan was to have this pack limited. Yeah, I, I, who knows? Who knows? But but somebody out there was was willing to spend gobs and gobs, and and he did it, and he didn't do it mindlessly. He actually did the same thing we did, used our tool, Rip, and mapped out the officers that were going to have unique sets. So he didn't do every officer in the game. He did the unique co officer combinations for all of the assignments that he would see. <clears throat> and then he went and maxed all those, okay? So, yeah, he's going to get a ridiculously high payout from all this stuff, Bubba, because he skipped it. The good news is, uh, if you can call it good news, the good news is, however many years it may take, we can all have the same level of account. You know, we can all have the same amount of trade XP in X number of days. The, the issue with this is, and I do actually agree, during the arc is always a great time to source things, uh, and they've done very good with that uh, throughout these five arcs, in particular with officers, all right? I think they did a good job with that, with exocomps, getting people a taste for that. Um, <clears throat> but we have not yet seen a, what I would call a healthy supply of trade XP for a month that would be the feature. Yeah, so I agree with you, Bubba, in that to get people excited about trades, it would have been nice to see a little bit more of this flowing this month. Uh, that said, just like away team's assignment speed-ups, you say that they're different, and I do actually disagree with that. We are still talking about a time-gated mechanic. And the difference this month, I mean, you guys could buy away team's assignment speed-ups last month, or, or you know that month, Arc 1, but a lot of people didn't because they didn't see the value in those assignments. So the difference here that you guys are spending on these traits, some of the VIPs are spending on these traits, prove that the assignments now have value. And I want to come back to a comment that, that Dekix wrote here uh, in the chat. As a free-to-play, I fully expect this feature to take at least three months before I personally see any benefit from it. And I'm okay with this. It's worth remembering that this is an extra feature. Away team's assignments has always been extra. Absolutely nobody is worse off today than they were on day one of Arc 1. The old missions still have the same minimum crit rate. Nothing has been taken away. The new assignments are extra. Uh, Dekix, thank you for your perspective. I'm going to come to the stage and ask Blue Mandalorian, uh, very quickly, because this was not the point of the show. But, Blue, uh, you've got your hand up on the stage. Let me ask you, what is your earliest reaction to Away Teams 2.0? I would say that I have a... Uh, I actually enjoy, really enjoy the concept of the traits themselves. In terms of kind of choosing your uh, upgrade path, choosing your missions that you want to highlight and push towards... But the one thing, as Bubba was saying, is the lack of initial supply that was already solved in the previous arcs. Like with away missions, they had the uh, that away mission that specifically awarded ISO resin 
and everything that you had to come to hold you over while waiting for that ISO resin supply to build up. And I think for this one, that maybe something they should have done is have it where like each week of the arc, like one to three traits are auto unlocked or applied, like in game, like for everyone. And that way they can test it out. They maybe get lucky, kind of get those shards and really see the benefit of traits. And then, you know, next week is a different trait that's rotated or highlighted. And when the arc ends, it goes away and you have to do the grind again, but you kind of help close that gap towards seeing results as well before you built up enough well, to do so. Listen, I do like the idea of a test drive. Uh, Bubba and I have talked about that uh, in the past. Big Country, you weighed in on that last arc. The test drive feature, even with the Exocomps, was actually very well received. Um, this month, maybe because of its permanent nature, Bubba, and, and that is, I think that is the starkest contrast between this month and last month, is that the Exocomps were able to be more freely distributed in a test drive format because once you use them up, they're done. They're gone. You know, uh, for example, the 500% ship XP. I can't even, I can't even get that now. You know, like I can't even refine it. Like it, it's not even a possibility for me. But I want to push, I want to push my, my factory so that I can try to get that one again, even though it's a rare chances of getting it are low but now i know that it's there and i want it you know what i'm saying i might push for that a little bit these traits though they're permanent once they're unlocked they're there so maybe from just a design standpoint they have been a little bit more frugal with them because there is no taking them back um so, so can i can i counter that point tj sure yeah so let's say that the away team's assignments is a three-year plan and it's actually a much longer plan by the way but let's just say it's a three-year plan. Look, but okay. before before we dive super deep into that, I, I want to be really careful with one thing, and I've seen this in the chat a couple of times, and you and you just vocalized it as well. We Lego says you have to wait nine months to max an epic, which has the most important abilities. That's correct. On day eight, okay, none of us, myself included, know what the plan is, and and if Scopely has demonstrated anything, Bubba, it's that nothing ever stays the same. As, as launch day. It either gets better or gets worse, but it almost it almost never stays the same. Um, with trait XP, this is just my gut, all right? I don't think it's going to stay the same. I don't think we're looking at a, at a thousand a day for the rest of time. Um, however, I, I also don't think that we're going to get, for example, you had mentioned in the last show, uh, the last show that, that I did with you, I don't think we're going to see 300,000 in a month either. You know, they, because what, what's going to end up happening is people are going to max data. Th this is the same kind of reason I think Scopely is scared to put popular officers in the transporter stat, uh, store. They don't want these, these maxes that are, that are happening faster than what they had originally planned for these officers. If maxing an epic officer is a 24-month is a plan, then giving everybody, you know, an epic that can do that in the span of 90 days is, is not a good idea, you know. I'm not defending the mechanic. I, I, I think the mechanic is solid. Um, the deployment of trade XP is a little slow, but I totally see why it is slow. But I also expect it to be better. We have used the same line of complaint 
when it comes to active nanoprobes. We've used the same line of complaint when it's come to uh, loot or loot bonuses or or this or that, and we can uh, independent credits uh, go back uh, officer badges. Right? We we have these complaints all the time about a various currency, and then they get addressed. I do not expect that this is the source of acquisition for us to say it's going to take three years to, to max out an Epic Officer. I don't think that's fair to say. So, so my point is, and that I'd like to just, for an officer, like, let's just take Beverly, right? Now, Beverly was paywalled, and, and you and I both agree that this was the wrong path to go to making all of the rare officers paywalled and that we hope that there's a return to something differently moving forward. Mm -hmm. But um, you get a bunch of Beverly shards in that arc. And after that, it trails off, right? And it's been very difficult to get. You had to wait until the event store now, or you have to wait until that chest popped up and you maybe get one or two shards here or there. It is, it, you get it up front. And yes, it's a three-year plan or a two-year plan or a one-year plan, but there's a little bit of a burst up front and then there's slow intermixed shards after that. The same thing could be done here. You get a burst up front, and then it's a slow rollout after that point. And if you do have a three-year plan, what's the difference in between having a three-year plan and a two-year, 11-month plan? Take the <laughs> last, take, no, I'm serious. Take the last month of whatever that is, lump it up, put it in the arc, and say, here is XP that you guys can play around with. Know that it's going to trail off after the arc because that's what's going to happen. But here's a lump of XP to start messing around with the traits, learn what they do, how they work. And it's instead of a three-year plan, it's a two-year, 11-month plan, but it allows people the freedom to actually experiment out with the new feature right away. Well, and, and listen, let me be super clear. I'm not advocating for a choking supply of trade XP. I'm not. I, I'm just saying I kind of get it, and I kind of understand why they're being uh, a little tepid with it, all right, up front. Um, but I also am, am saying right here, loud and on the record, I don't think this is it, all right? Now, I've been wrong before, of course, all right? But I've also been right a time or two, and and I, I'm telling you, there there is there's nothing in my gut that tells me that 1100 a day is all anybody will ever be able to get without dropping money. I don't, I don't see that. As a matter of fact, uh, as I mentioned in the pre-show, I already have inquired because I've gotten a number of, of PMs that have told me I have not gotten officer training assignment. It's an uncommon assignment. All right. So, Scopely, if you're listening to this and maybe you haven't seen my ticket, because sometimes things don't, don't progress properly. If you haven't seen my ticket, uh, then I would like to ask, because at Shuttle Bay 11, Ops 15, you can unlock an uncommon assignment. All right? Ops 15, Shuttle Bay level 11 is where you unlock an uncommon assignment. Officer training is an uncommon assignment. An uncommon assignment that I have seen zero times in the last eight days, and I'm not alone. Dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of players have not seen this assignment. 
that is supposedly eligible for me at Shuttle Bay 11 and Ops 15. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the away team's assignments, which is also an uncommon, pops without fail every day. Without fail every day. You know what else pops almost every single day? Housekeeping, I blame you. I get that Latinum assignment almost every single day. (laughs) All right? That's a rare assignment. Why am I not getting the the officer training assignment? There has to be that assignment. And Bubba, let me ask you. If you were going to fix this within a mechanic, if you were going to fix this within a method already in the game, Here's my opinion, all right? You could tweak the daily. You could, but I actually think make it engaging within the content. Make it so that that uncommon assignment has a much higher drop rate than than what it clearly does. If you give that assignment a better percentage to proc, now you're driving engagement in the feature that it's designed to, to help with. You're encouraging participation in the feature by rewarding what's needed by the feature. Does that make sense, Bubba? Uh, well, I actually have a different solution, a very similar solution, but a different one. Okay. One, And that is to put the XP in the uh, away team's assignment store for something that you can get for the primary sourcing of those away team assignment shards. So on the order of two or 300 to be able to turn that into XP as a daily refine and it can be you know a one chest two chest three three chest like the ata store um so this is increasing in cost if you want to accelerate you have to spend more of those tokens but at, at all of these new assignments give that away teams credit in order to get to a ship bp you'd have to do a tons of those assignments to make it worthwhile mm-hmm. give us a small refine that gives us xp that helps accelerate us just a little bit now the problem with that from scopely's perspective is that that actually does accelerate the clock. Like that can turn a three-year timeline into something closer to a year and a half to two-year timeline. That, that can actually accelerate the timeline. That would be their concern if they really do want to spread this out a lot longer. Well, As I, think, opposed I think to that they... I think that they lump con- some and bringing it forward. I think that they've controlled the timeline with something that you're not pleased about as well, and I've seen in the chat as well, which is the cooldowns on spending away team's assignment credits. I think that is a natural slowdown mechanic um, that maybe people aren't happy with. I haven't spent the first thing in there. I haven't done those assignments because I got no traits. So earning 144 at a time for me, Bubba Joe, is just, I'm not interested. You know what I'm saying? What I've been trying to do is not tie up that slot <laughs> so that I can hope for officer training and, and uh, PTL on our chat, PTLT says, that would be a great mechanic. Officers' uh, traits gain XP by doing the assignments with the traits they have assigned to them. So if you want to level up the traits of an epic, you need to send them on assignments, like on-the-job learning to build up skills. I would almost argue, PTLT, that that is kind of what they have available to them, except the assignment isn't popping. You, you have that available in the officer training assignment. But nobody's getting it. Or if they're getting it, it definitely seems to be very localized. Look here in the chat. You know, 
Some people have gotten it four and five times, Bubba. Meanwhile, I'm craving that damn assignment, and it hasn't popped for me the first time. I mean, me truth, either. You truthfully, know, that really reminds me of Merit of Honor for some reason. Mm. <laughs> Golly. You know, and, and this comes back to talking about something that we can't possibly investigate, Bubba, which is how accurate is the math? How accurate is the RNG? How accurate is the drop rate? How accurate is the crit chance? There's no way to verify this. As a matter of fact, you're, you're loud and on the record in ARC 1 that you believe that the crit chance RNG was broken to begin with. You know? Yes. Um, and, and your data kind of indicated that, that, I mean, your data was pretty loud, you know? Now, it didn't, it didn't coincide with all data from all servers across the entire galaxy, but you had crappy luck. I am having crappy luck this month. Commander Taylor says officer you training know, so is on a normal slot. No, it is on one of the three new slots. All right, it is a new assignment and belongs on one of the three new slots. So you got to unlock the research to get it there. Go ahead, Rip. It's it would be interesting to know how how the seed for the RNG works. If if that is per count, if that is a global running thing. That is shared across everything for everyone. I may be wrong here, Rip. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. June just posted a screenshot. Is officer training in an old assignment slot? Sure looks that way. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have a yeah, multi Okay. So so not even a one in three chance, Bubba. You've got a one in seven or a one in eight or a one in however many slots what? you have assigned. No, you don't. Tell me about this, Ripper. Because, because the the pool of available assignments is bigger than the amount of slots you have. Oh, of course. Yeah, it wouldn't be one in whatever because it's... Yeah, but you know what? I mean, here's the thing. <sighs> that... Mm. I don't even know how to respond to that because, because the higher you level up your shuttle bay, the more assignments become available, right? So if you dump officer training into that loot table. What do you think we're at, Bubba? How many different assignments? Has anybody, I know that the, there were some people talking about it, and I've been gone for three days, so I don't know if anybody did it. I even see a, see a, 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 one of those sub rooms in our Discord right now for ATA mission data collection. Has anybody actually fully mapped out every assignment? Because I'd be willing to bet there's north of 100. Uh, you mean different ones? Yeah. From, not the new ones, ones, the old ones. Same name? You think what now? Are there different ones, but they have the same name? Yes or no? I do think some have the same name, but are different assignments. I do think that's that's true. Or maybe it's the same style of payout, and it's just different based on ops or shuttle bay. Who knows? I don't know if anybody's actually been able to map that out, and maybe that's something we can... We can see, uh, Ripper, you and I talked about that on, on day one, to see because the only way to really get that data definitively is for Scopely to give us a table. I don't expect that to happen, but I bet you there's hundreds or at least at least several dozen available to you at a specific ops level at a specific well, I can, I can shuttle level. I can tell you how many different, different names of assignments there are. Ah, that's a good start. Let's see what we got there. There are um, some. Last time I checked, last time I checked was 60. 60. 60. 60 different assignment names. All right. So if there's 60 different assignment names, and let's assume for a minute 
that there are some variations of those assignments. For example, uh, one assignment with the same name, Bubba, that could give Romulan credits or Federation credits or Klingon credits. There's three assignments with the same name. So we're looking at 60 different names, but I'd be willing to bet several of these. I don't know, I don't know if, they, if they have, you know, the same name um, with different things. Yeah, like internally identification. Who knows? Same. You know, here's the thing. Bottom line, and, and Blue Mandalorian says it looks like so far we've collected data on approximately 75. Um, yeah, but that includes different, the same ones, but for different segments and ops. Yeah. Long story short is... There cannot be... There, I'm I'm willing to bet that they don't have the same... Don't use the same name, for, but with different rewards. Because that sounds weird. Well, Blue Mandalorian has a Google Doc. Uh, we'll post it in our graphics room for those of you to be able to peruse and add to if you can find an assignment that's not currently on the list. Uh, this is uh, essentially a, a community project that I know was started on uh, at the beginning of this arc. It's just gathering all of the data regarding the away team's assignments that are out there. And if we can get that kind of a table going, then we can actually see what our odds are, Bubba, because... You know, I I actually do like that idea, by the way. Didn't mean to, to dismiss the idea. Love the idea. Make uh, trade XP purchasable with away team's assignments credits. It's kind of a circular thing, right? Like, makes total sense. All right? And, and I don't even think that it slows down your model, to be honest with you. I mean, because you still have a cooldown. You could still put a cooldown of 22 hours on that chest. So, and as some people have noticed, all right, there is a refinery style decreasing efficiency with additional chests, right? 1,000 away team's assignments credits for, say, one BP or 5,000 for three BPs, right, Bubba Joe? We've seen that. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly yep. sure why people are surprised by that. That is a, an age-old... every single chest <laughs> that has a cooldown. Yeah, that is an age-old thing. Anything that's time-gated is going to cost you more to try to speed it up. So if you do a second or a third refine, it's going to charge a premium. Look in your G3 or G4 refinery right now. Okay? Proof positive. Look in the Outlaw Reputation Store. Proof positive. It's everywhere you look in this game. All right? Everywhere you look at this game, it's going to cost more for something that is time-gated. So, Bubba, to your point, though, you could. You could do a one and a three and a five chest if you wanted and and just make them increasing. So if you want the one-day chest, it's the most efficient, but you're still limited to one pull per 22 hours. If you want to try to pull out three chests, well, that's going to cost a bunch. Look, look at, uh, look at uh, what is it, the blue goo, the uranium, and the epic stuff, the stuff that Stella uses. All right, <laughs> look, Bubba Joe, look at your triple chest pull so, for epic uranium right now. It'll make you barf. So, Chada, tell me one single chest that has a cooldown where they do not increase the cost for multiple chests to pull. Well, they don't Name do it on. One. They don't do it on all chests. He's right. Not every single one. Okay, most of them, yes. All right, most of them, yes. But I could look at. Um, Real quick, I believe there is... A recruit doesn't have a cooldown, so no. You know, that may have actually been what I was thinking, to be perfectly frank, uh, is the one chest, two ch- Actually, no, you know what? Even in, like, Rogue Faction Store, where you're pulling your muds, same thing. It's an increasing efficiency. 
uh, or a, rather an increase in cost, a decreased efficiency. So that exists in most places. There are a few places where they're the, the same price evenly, um, even, uh, for example, in like the event store right now. Event store, for example, and but again, to Ripper's credit, no cooldown. All right. So uh, Sitting Bull says Latinum Refinery. Cool. I'll go with that. That's correct. The Latinum Refinery is an exact cost. All right. That being said, it is. It is crazy enough. But that being said, it's not common, folks. It's not common. All right. Uh, The Armada chests are. Q tip says the Armada chests are are a similar thing. They stay the same. One cost equals three costs equals five costs. Uh, and I'm good with that, too. I do. Listen, I acknowledge that exists okay, in the game. Fair, fair enough. It's definitely the minority thing. And if you look at most of the important stuff, you look at your refinery, I mean, that is that mechanic, okay? Don't, uh, look, at, look at isogen refining. How ridiculous is that? For two chests at 40, and for me right now, because I, I just opened one, two chests is 47,000 to add a third chest if it was equal, it'd be another, what, 24000 or 23000 No. To open a third chest is 127000 All right? And to open the fourth chest, because I have the Meridian skin, is um, like 600000 <laughs> okay, for one extra chest. It's redonkulous, all right? But it exists. And that, actually, Bubba, solves your cooldown problem. You choose how much you want to invest in it, and it might be more reliable to do it daily, and that gives you a steady path. Although some players could choose to speed it along. But what are they doing if they speed it along? They're spending probably resources or some money or at least a great deal of time and energy, at the very least, running assignments to earn as many away teams' assignments credits as they can get. And guess what they need to do that? Traits. You see what I'm saying? So if somebody was going to speed that along, they're paying anyway. If you do it this way, you, the way you suggested, even with a cooldown, you can still speed that up. And I don't think that's I don't think that's beyond question. There's a whole store for it now. There's a whole store tab, folks. They could put anything in there. Somebody's asking about independent credits. Sure. Somebody's asking about active nanoproms. Okay. Somebody's acting, asking about normal officer XP. Uh, okay. You could. Somebody's asking about officer shards. All right. You can, just like the assignments table, you can put anything in there. And that's what we, that was one of the things we praised in Arc 1, Bubba Joe, was that the mechanic of away team's assignments had great potential, although the assignments in month one kind of blew chunks. Just... You know, it's unfortunate. Go ahead. So, sorry, DJ. It's unfortunate that, you know, we have to... Uh... <laughs> We have to ask to be able to use the new feature of the arc, right? That we, you know, out of the gate, you could do ATA assignments, right? You had to go do a civil research to unlock the first one, and then you had to, you know, be of a certain level to unlock the second and third of the fourth. The same thing, like the Meridian, by the end of the arc, if you completed your battle pass, you had a Meridian. Whether you leveled it up or not was completely up to you. Um, it's really unfortunate that being able to use the new feature is something that we have to ask for we're and begging for hope it. that yeah. they do. we're begging for it right and yeah. and you know it's it's not a very high standard right this is the feature they're giving us so let us use it and i think that's all we're really asking i uh, i like that and i'm and i'm going to wrap this particular segment with that thank you uh very much bubba and and like i said didn't really want to 
You know what? I, 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 you know, I don't even want to say I didn't want to. I, I think, obviously, I very much did want to, which is why we let it go. I have uh, some content that I want to share with you guys today. As a matter of fact, from the Kelvin Memorial Archive, the looter is here on our stage, and he is here to talk to us a little bit about some great things happening with this uh, new content creation team. And, uh, and, yeah, there's some big things cooking behind the scenes as well. We're really excited about uh, sharing those in due time. But tonight we've got some stuff to share with you, which we're going to get to right after this break. Uh, but to, to start or, or to wrap up with this, Bubba, uh, again, I feel myself. And, and you know what? I'm going to give you credit right here on this particular comment, which maybe I felt like uh, – was okay. Maybe I was forgiving of it, but now that you kind of point it and put it in perspective, it feels like we're asking this question way too much. Or or rather, let me rephrase. We're we're making this observation way too much where we like the design of something, but its implementation or its real-world application leaves a great deal to be desired. We love the potential. We love the creativity behind a design of something. But when it comes to using it in the game, you're putting us in a chokehold, you know. Uh, and, and, and I was going to say that, you know, well, hey, it's a great design, Bubba. It's got a bunch of potential. We can put any officers in here we want. We can put any kind of sourcing in here. We can put ship blueprints. We can, we can add anything into the event store. The, the question then becomes is how many months, and, and this, is, this is something I'm going to have to look in the mirror and ask, how many months are we going to say, hey, great idea, Scopely, bad job on, on putting it out. It was a great creativity piece, but when actually building it for the game, shocker, you've locked it down so tight in an effort to monetize it that you've de-incentivized participation in the entire thing. The application and implementation has failed, and... Sadly, I feel like we're saying this too often. Maybe I didn't realize it. Bubba, I appreciate your perspective. No problem. I feel like we're saying this too often, Scopely. And Big, you, you come in. Please say, read your comment. You write in chat. It's, it's month after month, you say, right? How many times, yeah. how many times, Scopely, do we have to ask to be able to use something that you design in a way that, that actually can – that can and, showcase and again, your 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 creativity. Because you know what? Here's so the thing. I, the, the design guys are actually writing some good stuff, Bubba. They are. Exactly. And 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 to be really clear, because you know, people are like, oh, you want it all today. No, please listen. I do not want it all today. I want to be able to use a little bit of it. I want to be able to take it, like we talked about, on a test drive. I want to start throwing some of these XP around. And say, okay, I've got a level four of this, or a level three of this, or a level one of this. I want to be able to play with it a little bit, but it's so tightly controlled right now that it's it it you know unless you are going to go spend and unfortunately spend big, your flexibility at using this new feature is exceptionally limited. I'm gonna read um, a, again. A, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, uh, please. I, I was just gonna I was gonna go to break and I was gonna read a couple of comments from chat that reinforce what what Bubba is sharing. And and by the way. Before anybody says, oh, it's a whale thing. Dekix, I appreciate your point. Your point is very valid, The uh, which he says it's extra, just like away teams were. 
and and I'm okay with not being able to use this for three months. But there's the key word, Dekix. Should we not be able to use something for three months? I mean, sure, maybe we let the spenders, you know, use it more, right? Like like Foe has has like used I got like ninety six Burnham shards, right? 96 Burnham shards. He's he's already accumulated. But but just like with the exocomps, I I pledged to go into it free to play. I I didn't really make that promise this month as it happens I just haven't been engaged and I and I have so far been free to play. I have earned approximately uh 11,000 loot or tra- uh, a trade XP. That's it. So I because of the assignment I chose, I've unlocked 3 levels of a tier 1 trait. That's it. That's all I've done for free so far. For a valuable assignment, that's not enough. Now, Dekic says it is extra. It's going to take three months, and and, uh, those things are valid. And I appreciate your patience. I appreciate your patience, Dekic. But should it take three months for us even to be able to taste it? You know what I'm saying? Should it be three months before we can taste it? Young Ducat says, quit being stingy, Scopely. Let us love you. This is actually a great design. I want to play, but I can't hand you hundreds of dollars. Captain Oblivious says, you know, I observed this last week. We say every single month there's so much potential, but potential means nothing without following through on making that potential a reality. All right. I, I agree with both of those comments. It's a very good thing. Butcher Boy says it's like giving your child a Christmas gift and then saying, I'll build it for you next summer. All right. Uh, Maztec, I'm going to wrap up with this and we're going to take our first break because we've got more to get to. Maztec says, I was talking with a level 50 bro on my server who's been playing for three years. His comment was straightforward. Events used to let you participate and experience new features at a reasonable rate from the beginning and paying gave you a solid boost or let you complete it faster. Since the beginning of this year, now in order to participate, you must pay and expect to pay big, as in $300-plus for anything new per month during the active arc. Scopely has lost their way. <clears throat> That's a very broad statement, but gosh, I struggle to find inaccuracy there, big country. You know, I, I read that comment, and it sounds sounds a little harsh, but gosh, I have I can't see a single false statement there. Can you? No, no, we've talked about it before, so I you know I don't want to keep harping on the same you know the same stuff. You know, I know you wanted to get to a break, and but no, I I think you've hit the nail on the head, and you know we're we've earned the break. You've earned the break. <laughs> Let's do that. We're going to take a very quick break, uh, and when we return, we actually get to what we wanted to get to from the very beginning, which is celebrating something in the Star Trek Fleet Command community. <laughs> and just if I'm, if I'm going to twist that, that knife just a little bit, Bubba, I'm going to say, sadly, it's not anything that Scopely had anything to do with, but it is, in fact, community-driven, right? Community-created, community-curated, and community-administered. Ladies and gentlemen, the Kelvin Memorial Archive has big news for you. 
coming up right after this break. You guys stick around for that. Plus, uh, <laughs> talking about the extremely limited commodity of trade XP coming later in the show, I will actually have an opportunity for you to win some, Bubba Joe. Uh, and it may be a small amount, but at this point, we'll take any shiny nickel we can pick up off the street. 5,000 trait XP will be awarded here on the show tonight. Uh, be sure to stay tuned till the end of the show where we will be giving away up to 5,000 trait XP for your new Away Teams Assignments version 2.0. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast will return in a moment. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Grease Clunky. In 10 minutes, we'll give your car new oil, a new oil filter, and three or four new rattles and noises that didn't have when you drove in. Okay, as you know, we're here because the bosses want us to name the next hurricane. What's something half the country is afraid of? Uh, vaccines? No, we need a name. Yeah, although hurricane vaccine would give the ratings a real shot in the arm. I see what you did there. We need to keep politics out of this. Well, that's a shame because Hurricane Biden is all over the map lately. Well, at least he's not banned from Twitter like Hurricane Trump. Oh, that was too easy. Would you two stop it? What's something that's known for blowing things everywhere? Kim Kardashian. Boom. (laughs) Come on, man. This is serious. What's trending on social media? And don't say football because people get mad about athletes taking a knee. There's a new series out about Monica Lewinsky. Speaking of taking a knee. Okay, you're both terrible. But I'm going to go with Hurricane Monica because it would be followed by Hurricane Hillary. Yeah, Hurricane Hillary is way worse than Hurricane Monica. It's close, but no cigar. (laughs) Get out of my office, you dirtbags. I was just leaving. (laughs) I love meetings. It's the sequel that everyone's voting for. Gavin Newsom and Arnold Schwarzenegger star in Total California Recall. Going to talk to you about something very important. The governor of California has turned his entire state into a giant outdoor restroom. What the f*** is going on here? Every city is filled with tents, needles, and interesting people. Man, some rats stole my spaceship and took it to get cigarettes, and I ain't seen them in two or three days, man. Will the voters let the moron in charge keep playing ball? And I'm speaking to you uh, from Dodger Stadium. Or will he be gone with the weed-scented wind? Hasta la vista, baby. Total California Recall. Now planning on mail-in ballots and coming soon to a voting booth near you. Why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> Why did the chicken cross the road? To go to the idiot's house. To go to the Stop idiot's house. Who's there? A chicken. chicken. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, lovely. All I right. don't get it. I'm the idiot. Welcome back. A little Billy Joel in your earbuds tonight. Good evening, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs, and welcome into the show. 
Uptown Girl, thank you very much. Welcome in, everybody, to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Good evening and welcome in. I know it's a little bit late of an evening. As a matter of fact, Ripper, over in the EU, it is indeed, oh my gosh, please tell me it's not 3 o'clock in the morning. Is it 3 o'clock? It is 3 o'clock. Oh, Ripper, sleep, sleep, my friend. Sleep is what you need. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. Uh, Welcome in, everybody. Uh, Two o'clock in the morning in the UK, says Dekix. Also uh, over there where Captain Caboose is. Thank you guys so very much. Scaly back, 12 o'clock in the morning where he is. And Stevens Aaron checking in at uh, one o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday. Is that right, Stevens Aaron? (laughs) Am I doing my math right? One o'clock or yes. Right, 12 plus 4, 16 hours. Yeah, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I believe. Right? Yep, he says, yes, indeed. Welcome. Uh, Boaz says it's Thursday over there already. Indeed it is. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the show. we got a lot to get to uh, here still this evening yet. And uh, what I want to do is kind of change gears here a little bit uh, because uh, we actually mentioned his name here just a little bit ago, Fartasia and uh, the Elkars bot closing down gosh i've lost track of time what's it been three months now that uh that l cars has been gone i think right we're, we're in our third month rip uh and uh a myriad of consumer or a uh, community driven tools uh popped up in its wake and of course one that we've talked about a great deal uh because he is uh indeed an influencer on the show and a contributor on this show and and a dear friend of mine uh criminal ripper launches stfc.space and uh, given the nature of Ripper's work and, and what he's doing with STFC.space, actually transitioning it away from Discord and creating a website. However, there are still uh, other tools being developed. We know that a wiki is in development at this time. And tonight, uh, we have some really, really exciting news regarding the Kelvin Memorial Archive, which was, uh, Looter, correct me if I'm wrong, kind of a a real quick Discord that was launched in emergency fashion, right, to to gather data uh, and screenshots and charts and and things like that that uh, that we could pull out of the the public access terminals of LCARS at the at the at the beginning days. The Kelvin Memorial Archive was was designed or or created to preserve that data. However, in doing so. You guys have amassed enough data and uh, have kind of uh, gathered the attention, not only of Scopely, but other members of the community who do have a background in, in bot writing and, uh, and programming and things like that. And you said, hey, listen, let's, uh, you know, it's great. And Ripper said it on the show. It's great to have a multitude of tools. As a matter of fact, this kind of left an opportunity open for there to be multiple tools and anytime where you've got not necessarily I don't even want to say competition but anytime that you've got more tools then there's going to be more information that's ultimately made available uh so what has happened with the Kelvin Memorial Archive is that a group of players have gotten together in an effort to uh create a discord bot that is traditionally what a lot of players are used to uh, some players really, really loving the web design version of stfc.space, but some other players saying, you know, golly, I'm so used to having a Discord bot, uh, and I kind of miss that feature. So Looter 
and lost and found and a couple of guys from uh, from the community have gotten together and, and decided to try something uh, i welcome this evening from the kelvin memorial archive discord uh and a talking trek and uh, a talking trek uh contributor a gold patron here on this show for a great deal of time the looter is here with us good evening to you sir and welcome to our stage the looter how are you Thanks, DJ, for that uh, lovely introduction there. You're very um, so welcome. As, as, as I'm sure most of the community is aware, um, on approximately the 7th of July of this year, um, Fartasia released an announcement that was a bit of a big shock to the community, um, starting that 48-hour timer um, until his Alcars uh, 2.0 bot and Discord would start to shut down. Um, and that kickstarted a massive chain of events and, and a major community undertaking that led to where we are now, um, which is with a functioning and usable Discord bot. So I'd like to start with a massive thank you to the community, to the bot team, um, to everyone who worked to contribute to um, where we are now. Um, and, uh, yep. So if, if you didn't see already, if you didn't see the in-game news, if you didn't see the, uh, announcements that we've put out, um, the bot is now live, it's ready to go. Um, it's operational. We've got terminals on the discord. We've got, um, PMs that you can start and it's shaping up to be a really positive outlook. I mean, we've got, we've now got another choice. We've got another option on being able to get that information for SDFC. Um, so yeah, it's good. Um, DJ, I feel like you got a few more things to say on the subject. Well, I just, you know, I, I do, I think it's great, uh, anytime that there is a community driven project because that fosters community, it, uh, to, it fosters creativity, it fosters, uh, cooperation and, uh, and, and we will learn, we will learn. That's, that's one of the biggest things that I love about uh, when people create a project like this is because invariably there is information that can be learned that I didn't know or that we haven't discussed or that we haven't talked about or, or you know, what does, what does this feature do or what does that characteristic do or, hey, you know, is there a command that we can use? Because, you know, hey, there were some great commands in LCARS. There were some great commands that, that even now some of that uh, type of uh, queryable data, uh, even in combination, some of that is still to this point not yet available. So when we look at the flexibility, Looter, that uh, KMA has in creating or building queries that players are interested in, you guys are going to be able to, to take that feedback. You guys are going to be able to say, you know, hey, where where's the closest housing system, for example, to this system? That was a feature that me personally, I, I actually enjoyed from LCARS. That currently is unavailable. But uh, what's great about this particular tool is that things can grow. Things can evolve. Same thing with, with any of the other tools. The wiki can be updated. STFC.space can have, can have new features added. And now the Kelvin Memorial Archive, uh, which is a Discord and which is open to, to all players, now has a bot. Now, what has been somewhat interesting, Looter, is that you guys have given the community a little bit of power here. Uh, several days ago, you guys launched a sort of contest, right? Tell me a little bit about this this contest and, and what it involved and what you guys were, were looking for out of this. 
Yeah, so we wanted um, we wanted the new bot to be by the community and for the community. So in the spirit of that, um, we actually held a couple of contests. The first one, um, unfortunately, didn't get as much publicity as we would have liked, um, but that set up the um, options for the community to vote for different names and um, get our sort of like little to-do list on what sort of names you could vote for um, leading to the current competition, which is um, ending in just over three hours. Um, and so you have the opportunity, the community, to put in your vote on the KMA Discord um, to be able to go say, right, I want that name as the next bot. And you have the option there to be able to help contribute to the community and for the community that will follow us as the uh, STFC game expands and brings in new players. Yeah, and as I'm looking in the uh, KMA Discord now, and, and from what you guys had shared with me originally, uh, the Kelvin Memorial Archive Discord will remain uh, the KMA Discord. Like, that's the name of the Discord, but you guys are now offering the community an opportunity to name the bot. And um, the bot, as you had mentioned, is live. It is ready to be used now. So for those of you who have not yet seen for example, uh, the Kelvin Memorial Archive Discord, we will throw a link in our graphics room. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, also too, Looter, we are following you guys. Your announcements are going to be placed within our Scopely Squad room. Uh, and so anytime that they've got a, an announcement or anything, that's going to push to you guys in our Scopely Squad room. But we take a look, and I am going to actually right now copy the message link uh, to this actual contest, to this poll that is going on right now. And I will post it in our graphics room. If you guys take a look uh, right there, I just posted a Discord channel link. If you click that, it's going to take you straight to this poll within the KMA Discord. And it uh, looks like we've got a couple of options here, Looter. It was narrowed down uh, within, uh, I guess, the first competition. And you guys chose uh, five names, it looks like. We have the names. Uh, why, don't, why don't you give us these options and tell us a little bit about why the KMA team uh, chose these five options. Because the first one was not was not a, a popular vote, right? It was just an opportunity for players to submit their ideas. But then you guys went through those, and you guys chose these five names for a reason. Why don't you tell us about the names, why you chose them, and uh, where we stand right now within the voting results. Yeah, so um, looking, so after receiving um, almost 100 entries, um, the KMA admin team, we uh, went through that and looked at the different names and um, tried to decide which ones were going to be the best ways to encapsulate um, the game and STFC for the community. Um, and we also wanted to not only have those names, we also wanted them to mean something to the community um, and to Star Trek fans as a whole. Um, so this meant that we narrowed it down to these five names or slash names, um, with the first option actually being, um, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, um, Majel, um, which was actually from uh, Majel Barrett or uh, also known as uh, Gene Roddenberry's wife, um, who starred in a lot of the uh, TV episodes and um, series and so forth, um, playing a few different uh, characters, including uh, Luxwana Troy, uh, as well as number one in the original um, TOS pilot. Wait, 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 wait. hang on. And Luoxana Troy was Gene Roddenberry's wife? How did I not know this? Is that true? Is that a real thing? No kidding. Oh, yeah. my God. I am clearly not a Trekkie. I had no idea. That's insane. Seriously? 
I did not know that. See? The things you learn. Yeah, DJ didn't know oh. that either. Yeah, the shame I'm feeling right now. Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew she was the voice of the computer. Golly, I never... Now that you say that, I can totally hear it. I can totally hear it. Lawaxana's voice being the voice of the computer, but I never would have put that together. Wow. That's cool. So, there's chapel, too. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. How did I not know? My goodness gracious. So, yeah. So, we got her voice forever in the in the computer and, and Lawaxana Troy. Yeah. Golly. I, I'm sorry. Did not know that. Big Country didn't know either. Give some, give some shame to him, too. All right. <laughs> All right. So, you got Gene Roddenberry's wife. Obviously, a very honorable choice. You know what? And I got to be honest with you. Looking at these choices... Looter, I probably would have been more likely to choose that if I had actually known that. That's insane. So thank you for that that nugget of knowledge right there. That's beautiful. All right, what's next on your list? Yep, so um, ne- next on the list was, um, shh, don't tell him, but it was actually Aries' favorite, um, which is Control. Um, so as I'm sure quite a, quite a number of the community know, um, Control comes from the uh, newly, well, somewhat newly launched USS Discovery, um, and the um, uh, AI intelligence that they've encountered there. So a bit of uh, linking towards a bit of a newer newer series, um, linking towards some of the newer newer players um, who've perhaps come in and seen US uh, seen the Star Trek Discovery and then have then um, found out STFC and uh, have wanted to go explore, see what the game's about. Um, moving on, we've got Voice of the Collective, which is as as I'm sure is. Uh, sure is quite an obvious thing um is obviously the borg um and a bit of a voice of the collective knowledge of um so many people um we felt that that really embodies um being the voice of the community um and the voice of knowledge and knowing and uh basically having all that information and then being able to then go provide it to everyone else um, which is one thing that kma really tried to do we really tried to be a hub for information um with both the bot and wiki developments both occurring um, on the KMA Discord. Um, moving forward a little bit more, we've got Lauren B4 being a bit of a uh, uh, bit of a way to have a bit of fun with the name, have a bit of villainy, um, where we've got we've got the where we've got uh, Data's sort of I guess you could call it his um, alter ego, even though it's not really Data, but. Uh, we've got a bit there where we've got kind of like a bit of extra fun, bit of androids, bit of computer knowledge there. Um, and last one being Duotronics, which um, correct me if I'm wrong, I might be, is from the uh, original series episode where we've got um, the computer developed by, I'm sorry, I can't remember um, the division um, and was basically just another computer system. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Joker, the Daystrom Institute. Um where we've got yeah we've got another computer um and which is again providing information to the community you know i actually really really like these choices looter that you guys uh kind of narrowed it down to because each of them do kind of tie into a theme or or tie into kind of a narrative of of information or at least uh data you know, even if it might be a name only, like going with with lore and before, uh, kind of really, really interesting there. Uh, control, at least from looking at the poll results, and and to uh, Eddie's point, he says the vote doesn't seem to be working. It goes up and back down. I don't think you guys are going to see the results uh, when you vote in real time. If I'm not mistaken, Looter, 
the vote gets tallied, but the post, I don't think, actually uh, changes. We use Pollmaster here as well. And, and sometimes it'll reflect, but, but not always. Sometimes you have to actually uh, refresh it or actually show the new poll to see the updated results. So I'm not 1,000% sure that you're going to see the real-time results. I mean, it, it, it could be close. Uh, but from what I'm seeing, it looks like control has a clear lead. Now, some people are saying, well, I'm not, not a fan of Discord, but control being an AI so to speak, that had the ultimate set of knowledge and the ultimate uh, set of data for anything that the Federation was trying to do uh, there in season, what, two of Discovery. Uh, It's a cool name, and it does seem to be the favorite at this point. But time is not out. Is that right, Luter? We've still got time. Yes, um, that's right. So I I do apologize to everyone listening in podcast format for this, um, as when they hear it, the vote will be over. Um, but we do actually have the vote concluding um, at uh, Daily's reset today. Um, so uh, that's uh, midday EST, I believe, um, or roughly that, um, or basically two hours, two and three quarter hours from when I'm speaking now, um, that that vote will be concluding. So um, if you do want to vote, get in there, get in quick, um, make your voice count, um, and uh, good luck. Tell us a little bit about uh, what this new bot is is going to initially have the capability of doing. For example, the the, the bot is live now. Uh, what kind of commands uh, do you think are going to be the most uh, popular, or the most used right now? What what are some of the the basic uh, pieces of information that that you have available right here and now? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So at, at the moment we've obviously we've got 20 terminals open plus any PM, uh, PMs that, uh, players have opened, which you can do. So if you type dot help into one of the terminal channels, you can actually open up a PM, um, or a private access terminal with the bot, um, bit of a, bit of a little nugget there, if in case you wanted to not have, uh, everyone else on the enemy Alliance knowing what you're researching. Um, but yeah, so at the moment, obviously, we've got quite a few different uh, things which you can research. Uh, one of the main things we're seeing um, is a lot of uh, interest on ship information, especially going from tier to tier and uh, finding out how much uh, how much resources you need to go uh, max that enterprise or which uh, which other ship that you wish to do. Sorry, sorry, cut out there a little bit. Um, might want to chuck an edit marker or something. Um, but we've also got a alliance levels as well. So we've got a few different commands as well. Um, a lot of them echoing what we what there was on LCARs. Uh, so we've got Amada information, we've got blueprint information, we've got some hostile information that's still a bit of a work in progress. Um, we've got a lot of ship information. We've got some refit information. Um, almost all of the officers, pardoning the most recent arc, we're still working with scope police to go get the last of that data. Um, passed on to our bot team and into the bot. Um, we've got a few other things. So we've got a lot of uh, building information, research information, system information, zone information, scrapping information, resource information, research information, planet information, and it, it, the list goes on. Uh, we've got a full list of commands on the KMA Discord and we've got more uh, more commands in the works and more information in the works um, coming, coming shortly, coming, coming soon. I've got, uh, I like to relay questions from the community and swagger has a really important one can it tell me what to do with all of my kira bps um yeah that's a burning question 
within the community. <laughs> Looter's like, uh, well, we, hang on, we, that's, we, not, we, that's <laughs> not on the talking points, DJ. Damn it, son! <laughs> He's like, listen, I gave you a very clear set of questions. Uh, no. You know, uh, funny funny enough, yeah, even Scopely doesn't know the answer to that one. Speaking of, Looter, let, let's get back to, to, to what we actually wanted to talk about tonight. I'm trying to throw you off there. Tell me a little bit about, uh, you had mentioned Scopely is providing you some data. What level of communication or cooperation have you had with Scopely up to this point? Um, or, or that you're free to talk about, obviously, if, if you can. Tell us a little bit about what it is, because Scopely did pay attention, right? You guys caught the attention of Scopely. Uh, you guys have been working with Community Manager Ares to develop this project. Uh, and as we saw, it was in the game. We saw it in our in-game news center, uh, this contest. And uh, so clearly, Scopely is aware and seemingly uh, approving of what you guys are working on. What level of support has Scopely given you uh, with regards to, to data? Um, yeah, yeah. So like you said, um, Ares has taken notice. Um, it was within within a few days of um, the KMA uh, starting to um, starting, starting to take root within the community and the screenshots and the shutting down of Elkars. Um, we'd been contacted by Ares saying, hey, look, yeah, cool. I see the up and coming. We really want to go get this uh, new bot online. What sort of resources can we provide you? Um, and I mean, that was really good. We've uh, had a um, fa fairly good working relationship with um, Scopely, um, uh, working through the different information that we're looking for. Um, obviously, there's a few limits on that as to what I can say. Um, but um, so far, the work we've had with Scopely has been uh, fairly good, fairly good. Are they, are they offering you cash money? <laughs> Not on the list. Again, I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny whether any such information has been provided. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But but data, nonetheless, uh, seems to be, to be flowing between Scopely and the KMA team. So what's next for you guys? You guys have this bot up and running. You've got uh, what seems to be a pretty healthy supply of commands and a, and a pretty healthy uh, amount of research that's available. What would you say is going to be unique about the KMA bot as compared to some of the other tools like stfc.space or the wiki uh, that, uh, that has been launched? What, what are you guys looking as far as what KMA is able to provide that may be unique or only can be found within KMA? Yeah, so um, great question there. Um, so we, for the KMA, for the new bot, um, we're mainly looking to just replace, um, not well, not only replace what the LCARS 2.0 bot did, but also to go provide um, for all the goodness that the LCARS 2.0 bot had. Um, it did have a few annoying commands and different ways that you had to go structure it. So you got exactly what you're looking for. Um, so one of the things we're hoping to do with the new bot is um, help make that more streamlined and more intuitive for the community um, to help them find what they're looking for. Um, but beyond that, the KMA um, is looking to not only be just the hub for the bot, um, but also be a hub for the community um, for information based not only not only having questions and being able to find answers to those questions, but also to be able to um, find charts or other other resources um, that you're looking for. Yeah, that's uh, fantastic. As far as your team, 
do you, you must have a sizable team. Are you guys going to be working specifically within Discord and bots, or are you guys going to uh, branch out and do you know some charts or some other types of of document style research? Or or you know, tell me tell me about some of your non bot related projects that you guys are working on maybe now. Yeah. So um, and and this this might not be uh, too well known, but the um, the wiki hub and the work on the new SDSC wiki is actually is actually an offshoot of the KMA. Um, so we've actually got uh, Rev and some other team actually heading that up. Um, but all the meeting rooms and the other um, information relating to that is actually housed within the KMA um, in the uh, labyrinth of uh, private channels. Um, but yeah, so we've actually got that um, spinning off and heading towards uh, becoming a fully fledged wiki for the game, which will be awesome. Um, the uptake on that's been a little bit slower than we had for the bot, uh, but it's definitely something that's in the pipeline and coming down the line. How many you, how many people you guys got working on this project? I know uh, Lost and Found has been uh, communicating with me a great deal over the last several weeks um, and seems to be uh, kind of maybe a, a logistics guy. You guys have a couple of Discord guys. You got a couple of bot guys. Uh, how many people are, are actively involved in your project? Yeah, so um, at, at the moment we've got about we've got about probably roughly about twenty or so actives. Um, we've got some amazing bot team leads, uh, um, Voter Wolf and Web Spider. Um, they've done the bulk of the coding for the bot and um, house it and keep it up to date and maintenance. We've got a few others like um, Illisag and um, Dragon Keeper um, who looks after all the charts, um, and Illisag helps with the bot coding as well. So we've got a sizable team. We've got a lot of people we can call on. We've got a lot of years of experience um, in different things where we can go help to find solutions to problems and help uh, develop it. Um, in terms of the admin of the Discord, um, there's actually only three of us. Um, there's Kingo who started the who started the Discord and started the ball rolling. Um, there's myself and then there's Lost and Found. Um, we've got a few other mods. Um, probably uh, probably a name you'll recognise is uh, Stephen Zarin. Um, who's uh, also a mod on the KMA Discord, um, as well as we've also got Bandit as well, who's probably not as well known. Um, but yeah, we've got we've got a sizable team. I think Steven Zarin has made it a goal to become a moderator on every Discord he's on. I think the dude's just like addicted to power, right? Uh, <laughs> he wants to be able to boot anybody off any Discord anywhere. Like that's the ultimate end game. Steven Zarin is listening at work. I know right now he he probably is listening. Uh, and can't talk because he's changing a tire that's that's ten feet tall. But uh, just know, sir, that that we're on to you. Okay, we can sniff that out. <laughs> he's he's a moderator now on the official Discord as well, I think, or or you know one of the one of the green guys, the the data guys, or the contributor guys. So and of course he's been yeah, with us, uh, yeah, been with us uh, for a long, long time as well. That's right, he's got the power. Uh, so cool. Well, listen, uh, Luter, appreciate the time that you have spent with us. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for the work that, that you guys have put into yet another community driven tool. It's actually, uh, very, very intuitive. I have, I've noticed I've used, uh, the, one of the terminals to throw a couple of commands. And, uh, one thing that I, that I have already observed is getting to specific bits of data already seems to be improved upon the original uh, because you're right. Some of the original commands were very cumbersome. Uh, you know, trying to remember all the different variables that had to go in what order 
uh, was sometimes a challenge. This one seems to be seems to be a little bit more intuitive a, as far as the options. Like it, it kind of almost gives you the options you can choose from when you choose a category, right? Um, obviously, that was something that you guys did by design because of the complexity of the previous command setup. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, spot on there, DJs. Um, so yeah, so we saw the old commands more like, well, hang on, we want to be able to have have players be able to re react, to be able to put a choice within the Discord platform. Um, obviously, we don't have the uh, freedom um, that a website has. We want to keep it within Discord, echoing the uh, um, LCAR's origin. Um, so yes, we switch to our reactions-based system where you're able to go put in a command and then navigate through pages and then go select what you're looking for um, and hopefully make it a bit more intuitive for the community. I actually really love that. I ain't going to lie. I really, really love that because I, I can't mess it up. Uh, one more question for you. Tell me a little bit about uh, the reliability, your infrastructure here. Uh, I know, obviously, you guys know you've got tens of thousands of players already on your Discord. Um, it grew massively fast. Uh, what kind of infrastructure you guys have in place uh, specifically with this bot to, to ensure a smooth experience for players, not only with, you know, uh, avoiding downtime, but lag on responses. Clearly, there with with the way that you guys have set up your commands, there is going to be more back and forth with the bot than maybe what we had in the past. You issue a command, then the bot comes back and, and allows you to clarify. And that process can happen one, two, or three or more times. What have you guys done to kind of ensure reliability within the infrastructure of the bot? Yeah, yeah, an another good question. So, um, so with our bots team, they like to keep their secrets pretty close to the chest. Um, but but I can say that they've got some um, dedicated computers, um, servers even, um, to keep that bot up and running. And I mean, at, when I've been using it, um, I haven't seen much lag or uh, <coughs> a game. Um, but uh, we have actually seen it. <laughs> but um, yeah, we have we haven't seen much lag, and we've seen uh, it being very responsive um to um all the commands that have been entered in even having as many 20 as 20 terminals going all at once and we still have seen it operating um nice and fluidly it's pretty great uh so part of this communication is going back and forth with scopely uh can we maybe pass on some of these lag mitigating ideas uh maybe back up to see see if that can yeah, probably not. All right. Uh, <laughs> not, not, not even going to answer that question. Looter, uh, from the Kelvin Memorial Archive, where their Discord bot, their actual query-based bot, uh, modeled after the original LCARs, and now, I dare I say, improved upon, uh, which was exactly what Ripper had, had kind of spoken about uh, here on Talking Track here several weeks ago, which was, you know, Ripper, you had said, LCARs kind of did it. You know, and, and it was sufficient, right? Um, no one bothered to, to take on creating a new project, even if you had ideas to make something better. But LCARS was, was sufficient. It was good enough. Uh, now, in its absence, we see continued innovation and improvement and constant iteration from players like Looter and players like yourself and, uh, and Rev Deuce with the wiki. Uh, Ripper, you're a, a big part of our show here and obviously have your own community-based tool. 
what are you seeing and and how are you feeling about uh, the KMA Discord and and their new bot? Have you have you tinkered with it and and how do you feel that uh, that it's going to provide data to the community as compared to stfc.space? Rippers. Um, oh, there he is. I thought you were sleeping. <laughs> I'm not sleeping yet. It's is pretty daggone late, man. I mean, yeah, I'm not sleeping yet, though. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really played around with it much, if at all. Uh, I gave some hints on on a few things. Oh, see, so you, guys, so you guys are are kind of kind of supporting each other, it, and and that's where I'm driving. Rip, you've got in, in your gut, uh, and Luder, I could ask you the same thing. In your gut, there's not uh, a a competition here you, you guys are two totally different tools offering a totally different niche and probably targeting a totally different audience um have you guys cor corresponded uh with regards to content or features or inquiries or any other types of data that you guys would like to see together so far they haven't been very keen on copying data from my site from what i can see in the github comments on certain issues but oh well what do you mean copying data? Like they're using a database though, right? Luter, you guys have your own database? Yeah, we've got our own fully fledged database, um, which we also hope to be able to provide um, open to the community for any tools the community wants to create down, uh, down the line in the future. Ah, nifty, nifty. Cool, you guys can check it out by visiting the link in our graphics room. That is the Kelvin Memorial Archive and their new bot, which seemingly very may what what's the vote look like right now we got a couple hours left looter but it looks to me like control is in uh very much control of this poll <laughs> pun intended <laughs> um that is a clear front runner so if you guys would like to uh would like to impact those results uh then go now to the kelvin memorial archive and place your vote maztec is perking up looter uh one last question you say, uh, and Maztec says, hey, you got my attention at an open database. Uh, let's draw down that road for a second, Looter. Um, and, and I kind of glossed over it. I didn't, I didn't even realize what you were speaking of. But are you talking about like an, like an open source uh, access to the community for, for actual raw data? Are you talking like an API? Or what, what do you mean here? What, what, what are you discussing as far as... Uh, database available to the public for development of other tools. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure um, of exactly its form, whether it's going to surface as an API or just a raw database. Um, but yeah, so we are actually looking to have um, an open source database for the community. Um, obviously, that's going to be slightly separate to the one used for the bot um, due to um, NDA requirements for uh, some of the Scopely data. Um, but since we've got the almost the entirety of the data for the bot all sourced from the community, um, uh, Scopely has given us the go-ahead to be able to make that data public and make that data available to the community for the tools they want to create. Wow. I would very much like to talk to you more about that down the road as to how that's going to work. If you guys are going to going to have downloadable tables or SQL server. I know, yeah, yeah, I know, Reverend. I wouldn't use a SQL anymore. But, but you, you know, that's all That's all I know. What, what uh, as far as how you guys make that available down the road, that sounds fascinating to me. Uh, so I'd be really, really curious in how uh, you plan on doing that because that can kind of pave the way 
not only to people developing tools necessarily for the community, but maybe people developing tools for themselves, right? Uh, based on their own levels of research and based on their own, uh, you know, efficiencies and so forth, right? Are you talking about being able to create tools that are custom to your research levels as a player? Um, absolutely. Um, there's definitely going to be a lot of options on the table uh, for what the community can and uh, can and will be able to do uh, with the data that the KMA can provide um, legally. Legally, that that being the keyword. See, Ripper and I don't concern ourselves with such trivialities. Uh, that's why Ripper has criminal in his name. <laughs> I'm kidding. Obviously, laws can be what? bend. Yeah, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, the looter spokesperson for the Kelvin Memorial Archive and their new bot, uh, which has launched here within just the last several hours. Go check it out by visiting the link in our uh, graphics room. Also in the Scopely Squad room, you'll see their announcements. And of course, endorsed in the game, in your game center, visit the Kelvin Memorial Archive today for your Discord-based uh, bot commands like you may have been used to uh, from yonder year, yesteryear, uh, where you can use a Discord-based tool to obtain data for Star Trek Fleet Command. The Looter, thank you for your time. Appreciate you being here, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. You guys be sure to check it out. The Kelvin Memorial Archive is live and uh, super, super excited to have that back. Terminals are open for your queries at this time. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ultimate DJs. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, I'm going to circle back around to Bubba and Big Country. Event store loot is here. Is it as much as we had hoped for? Is it better than what we have seen in the past? And what options in an ever-growing list of items in the event store should you be focused on? We're going to talk a little bit about that right before... Uh, we give away Trait XP live on this stage. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We return in a moment. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Snotties, the tissues that are 20% booger, then clean. Attention theater goers, Broadway shows are finally reopening, and every musical has been reworked for the times, including the all-new vaccinated Springsteen on Broadway. Sometimes the night at the theater is just what the doctor ordered. So don't miss the all-new Phantom of the Fauci. The Fauci of the Opera is here inside your mask. Every play has been reworked for our times. From the book of canceled to, to Jersey Thems. to visit the all-new Broadway. It's your cry. patriotic duty. In the USA, I was in the Attention party planners. Donald Trump is fresh off a stint as a boxing commentator, and now he wants to host your next event. You're going to be very happy. With no Twitter to occupy his time, the 45th president will host everything from children's parties. There's a slob. There's a real slob. To gender reveals. You're a loser. He'll even host your Aunt Rosie's retirement party. I mean, I'd look her right in that fat, ugly face of hers. I'd say, Rosie, you're fired. So don't throw one of those lame parties at your house. Bring the man who occupied the White House with Trump's party hosting. I get no better. 
Welcome back, everybody. Yes, good evening, everybody. Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. And Tub Thumpin' and Chumbawamba bringing us back from our break. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate that very much. Thank you. Good evening, and welcome into Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. I would like to say hello and uh, welcome into our panel of guests. Uh, this evening, we've got Big Country and Bubba Joe. As a matter of fact, G was here a second ago. He dipped. He was just here, Bubba Joe, and then uh, I guess had to bounce out. Said, uh, I don't know what's going on here, but we're not talking about we're not talking about away team's assignments. That's what he sent me a message a minute ago. He's like, uh, let me know when we're talking about away team so I can tell Bubba how great it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's already told Bubba how great it is, and, and that's not that word what doesn't mean what he thinks it means. Yeah, it's like, yes, on opposite day, we're talking about uh, how great it is. Now, you know, um, I'm not going to dive back into this, uh, but uh, actually, we, we probably shouldn't. We should probably just completely... Like, take, take two steps to the left. Uh, what I would like to talk a little bit about, uh, which I understand, I, and I may have missed it, because I, I have not yet had an opportunity to listen to your show uh, from Sunday, Bubba. I was in the great state of Pennsylvania uh, witnessing my baby sister tie the knot. You know, I got to be honest with you, just, you know, real life uh, for a second. There's something kind of surreal, uh, Bubba, about watching like the youngest like do you have any siblings you the oldest you the youngest middle I, child i i have one i'm the oldest you're the oldest so how many years separated you and your and your younger sibling uh two and a half see that's really close i mean r- really close comparatively my my difference in age uh between my sister was nine years nine years uh and so most of my time living at home with my parents, you know, before I went away to school, you know, let's say I was 18 years old, so she was nine. She was a baby, right? Uh, then I go to school, and she's, you know, coming up through school. Then I get out into the real world. I get a job. I start a career. She's still in high school, right? She's always been the baby sister. So there was something kind of like gut check, reality check kind of thing, watching her walk down the aisle and kind of realizing, even even thinking to myself, I was like, you know, she's too young to get married. She's 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, so she ain't a baby anymore. Like, uh, my sister was the matron of honor. And uh, by the way, she did such a great job. I know she doesn't listen to this show, obviously. My family is way too sophisticated to listen to a bunch of nerds talk about a Star Trek video game. Uh, that said, Papa, she, uh, my sister delivered an amazing speech, maybe one of the best I've ever heard, okay? It was funny, but serious. She cried. She laughed. Uh, it wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. You know, it was just, you could tell my sister wanted to make it the best, you know? Like, she had prepared, like, her entire life to give this speech as the matron of honor. It was so good. But uh, one thing that, that just spoke so loudly to me uh, and one of the more emotional pieces of her speech, and I bet a lot of you guys could probably, uh, could probably relate to something like this, is, you know, for those of you who do have really, really, you know, like here, Jedi says, my closest sibling is 17 years older than I am. Um, 
uh, Abe says, I'm 10 and 12 years older than my two youngest siblings. There's some things here, uh, Abe says. And one thing that my sister pointed out, Bubba, which was so moving to me, was, you know, there was some point where our sister became our friend, you know, and we don't, you don't really know when that is. Like, you don't know when that actually happened. When she came, when she stopped being the annoying baby sister and actually became like a full-fledged adult that you could have conversations and discuss real, you know, world things, like when she became your friend. It was kind of uh it was kind of a real surreal moment for me because I never really thought about that, but my god, that's that's the case. Like, you know, I wasn't picking her up from school. I was you know, calling her to coordinate, I don't even know, can't give an example, but but you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, I don't know, it was a real emotional weekend, uh, probably part of the reason that I'm, I'm just so tired this week, it was a crazy, great weekend, what a party, what a party, my baby sister threw the most ridiculously epic party, I have never been to, a, my own included, I've never been to a wedding that was that much fun. You know what I'm saying? It was the most awesome party. And uh, my baby sister and my now brother-in-law, who's an amazing man, uh, and crazy enough, is a Star Trek fan. God, he might listen. Shout out Kyle. Kyle, I love you, man. I am so thrilled that it's now official. You've been a part of our family for years already. Like, there's never been any doubt about it. Uh, but the fact that that now... There's a, a ring on your finger, and you guys are, are a legally bound unit. Uh, it's awesome. We are so excited to have you. And you know what? Crazy enough, he may actually hear that because he has listened. He has watched our YouTube. He, has, uh, he loves Star Trek. He's actually rerunning right now through uh, Voyager, all right, which I tease him because it's not like the absolute best series that he could be running back through, but that's where he's at right now. <laughs> he's running through uh, and uh, just absolutely amazing guy. Him and my sister threw the most epic party, Bubba. And that is probably why I started my week tired. <laughs> because that party Saturday night, oof, okay, what a party. But uh, it, that's that was where I was this past weekend and why I uh, haven't yet even been able to listen to Bubba's show and why he did one uh, for me in the first place. So uh, anyway, appreciate all of you guys that made all of that work. Um, the, the moderators and the, uh, the uh, content team and, and the uh, contributors team, you guys did a fantastic job. And Bubba, from what I hear, uh, you may already be investigating your own your own show. Is that, is that right? Just, I am really not. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard you've done such a fantastic job. You and big country, uh, maybe starting your own digs. Uh, so good, good luck. Um, I wouldn't wish I, this I, hell on anybody. <laughs> I, well, uh, I so, smell a spinoff. <laughs> uh, I, I like to quote West Wing when things like this come up. Uh, you are, uh, you are the starting picture pitcher, DJ. Uh, I came in for an inning of relief. That's all I did. Okay. Uh, you are, you, you are the ace. You, you, Aww. you have to bit, you have to pitch. 
you have to pitch, you know, eight innings, you know, so many times a season. I came in and gave a good uh, a good bit of relief, and that's all I did. Well, so, I, I appreciate uh, it very much. Uh, from what I hear, uh, everybody has just been talking about how great you were, uh, and I'm really, really looking forward to listening to the show, as I'm sure you guys are since I haven't published it yet, but I promise I, I will do it. I promise it will be up tomorrow. No ifs, ands, or buts. I will see to it that it gets uh, posted tomorrow. Even if I don't get this one posted, Bubba's will be up, and uh, and we'll see to that. Uh, from what I understand, one of your topics, Bubba, was event store loot. Uh, why don't you uh, take this next segment? Give me a little bit of summary. What did you guys find? Um, have you found that loot is flowing as we expected? Uh, what's the, the general consensus here uh, with loot? Well, the general consensus is, is we all want more. Uh, well, of course. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's that's the most general thing. Um, so I think, you know, we were on Sunday. At Sunday, we were roughly maybe a third of the way through, not quite. Uh, most people are in the uh, 100 to 150, 160 range uh, of loot, which means that we're going to get close to that 450 number, we think, uh, in terms of overall loot, which kind of puts us uh, right where we, you know, kind of were, if not hoping to be, which we were always hoping for more, kind of where we were expecting. And then and that's really what we talked about. We didn't really, you know, we, we gave some ideas of what's important to uh, buy, but it, we didn't really focus too much time on that to just say, you know, get what's important to you. Now, and I've I've been on the record and, and other people have said, you know, get officers, right? Because this is your one time other than through a paid pack. This is your one time to get the exact officer that you want. Your two shards sort of card. Okay, go get a card. Go get a couple of Picard shards. I need six shards to unlock uh, Beverly. Go un use six shards to unlock Beverly. As opposed to hopefully at some point, and again, officer sourcing is a completely different issue. You know, theoretically, there will be a chest at some point. There is right now, and maybe there will be another one in the future where you can try and get these officers, but that's always going to be a random draw. Who knows if any of these epics will ever make their way to transporter patterns? We hope so. So if you are in a position where you are very close to getting something that you need, whether it's an officer, whether it's a BP for a ship, whether it's I need an extra billion steel to go upgrade my next building, if you're very close, use this opportunity to do that. I personally think officer shards are the most valuable thing here. But I think the most important thing to remember is where are you in your progression? Would you like to progress to the next level of whatever that is, ops level, tier of a ship, whatever, and use the event store to help you further that goal? Actually, I think it's like the best thing that anybody could have said about uh, any event store at any time. You know, when we look at... Uh, we get the mini Borg store, all right? Now we've got the away team store. You know, you've got a couple of these things. They're always built around doing what uh, is, is designed to help you the most. Uh, one thing that you got to keep in mind when determining what's going to help you the most is that sometimes uh, immediate reaction or immediate need may not always be the absolute best investment. Case in point... It took me two years to unlock Harrison because I just had to have 40 uncommon crystal uh, three years ago, Bubba Joe. So you got to be careful. You got to be careful with that. I tend to agree with you 
on the officer front. I'm going to tell you what I did with uh, some of my loot coming up here in a moment. Uh, Big Country going to come to you here in just a second about uh, your perception of the loot payout and what it is that you're looking at within the event store. Uh, also like to welcome to the stage nothing better uh, who's been waiting very patiently for an exorbitant amount of time. I apologize for that. Nothing better. Welcome to the stage as it is here. We're talking about event store loot and priorities. What is it that you're looking for out of the store? Uh, I'm kind of tossed between Picard and Data, so I haven't figured out which. Well, I kind of have a bit of both, but I'm trying to figure out which one is the quickest path. Yeah, that that kind of speaks to what Bubba was talking about a second ago there as far as, you know, what is obtainable what can you do i had a message from somebody earlier today who presented me with you know kind of like you did you said hey i got these two officers i like to work on i think i'm only going to have enough loot to do one which one would you do and and it's a tough question for anybody bubba because you know your gameplay is going to matter acquisition after the arc is going to matter plus your current progression you know, is are the two officers, for example, are they Picard and Beverly? Well, Beverly's going to be a lot cheaper to upgrade and promote uh, as compared to Picard. It takes 180 shards. You know, those yeah. are those are on the very vast different ends of the of the acquisition scale. So you got to be you got to kind of weigh what is available to you there. Yeah, I got Beverly already. It's 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 what to go with. Beverly is the problem. You know, Bubble, uh, Big, let me come to you on this because uh, you're a big believer in Beverly. You've got Beverly Crusher promoted to what level now? Uh, three? Here for max. I think she's max. I think I have her max. On you, sir. Okay. Poopy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, let, me, let me ask you. Now, I believe – okay, let, let, me, let me back up. In the beginning, there was some theory – about whether or not Beverly, I can't believe I didn't know you had her maxed. Big, we should be doing we should be doing a whole bunch of research on this. Is Beverly getting you to five of ten level uh, level quality no. of mitigation? No, no. What 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 is she getting you? What's she getting you? Um, I mean, I, I like I said, I use it for the secondary crew. It's still not, you know, the it's still not. You know, it doesn't crack the list as as our best crew to use for our mottos. So I wasn't. It's not something that I'm like, you know, a big proponent of. It's. I don't want to say. Listen, I mean, she's a good officer and she's great and and stuff like that. But I mean, she doesn't surpass what you know the original the originals. You know, plus you don't get the loot bonus. So you well, know, it's, let's. I don't, Let's look at this from another angle. This is a, a perspective that Bubba gave us uh, here several months ago. Ah, Q-tip. I forgot about that. Let me let me do uh, let me do that here in just like two minutes. Okay, send me a PM right now so I don't forget. All right, um, because there is something that I wanted to do uh, for for Q-tip uh, coming up in just a second. I just saw it, so uh, send me that PM so I can I can follow up on that in a second. Let me back up, Big Country, and look at this from an alternative perspective that Bubba provided to us here a couple of months ago. Let's pretend that you're a relatively new player to the game. Let's pretend that 5 of 10 is not in your arsenal, all right? Because, let's face it, for a lot of players still yet today, 5 of 10 is grayed out down at the bottom, all right? If you're a newer player to the game uh, or a younger ops-level player or a complete free-to-play 
5 of 10 has always been incredibly elusive unless you get lucky on a pull. So pretending that 5 of 10 and 6 of 10 are not in your lineup, all right, let's pretend that your secondary big has to be somebody's primary, all right? Okay, uh, yeah. Do you feel that that Beverly is important to promote, or is she like Moreau in that her primary purpose is synergy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think her primary purchase or purpose is is synergy. I, I don't I don't think there's you know like if yeah, I, 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 I don't think I don't think that. You know, if you're going to get a bunch of shards, if you have, like, loot to spend and the difference is unlocking another officer or, you know, upgrading Beverly, you know, I, I might, depending upon who the officer is, I might be unlocking the other officer, not necessarily, like, focusing on, oh, I got to have her max. Um, I've you know, always had the, the opinion that, Picard, Beverly, and then either Riker, Data, or Jordy, or whatever, has, depending on which faction you're fighting, is the combination to kind of be the TNG version of Pike Moreau Shen or Pike Moreau Talon. Well, assuming that you don't have Pike, uh, you know, which is possible for younger level players, let's assume you don't have Pike. Uh, let's look at a Picard, Beverly, Chen, which is phenomenal. Okay, absolutely flipping phenomenal. Let's look at this from a perspective of Armadas, as uh, as he was talking about, because clearly the TNG officers are very PVE centric and and even Armada centric. So let's take a look at it from an Armada perspective. Somebody asked in the chat, uh, is Picard Beverly plus one a great Armada crew? Uh, or uh, somebody else wrote here just a moment ago is Riker as captain with Picard and Beverly a good primary Armada crew if somebody doesn't have the alternatives. The, the thing is, and, and Bubba, you I know have used these officers a great deal as a secondary and a tertiary crew, so you're probably somewhat familiar with making those other officers unavailable <laughs> in your equation, right? Um, yep. How how would you rate the importance of promoting Beverly Crusher as compared to obtaining an unlock of, of another officer? So uh, it's it's super important. I think that Beverly is the most important officer um, that we've had that we need to get to max level um, since maybe Uhura. And they are both isolated, right? One is basically, you know, Beverly's got a lot of PVE, Uhura was PVP, but it's the most important since that. And, and, and there's another use case that I think people are ignoring. There are a lot of crews out there where people want to use just five of 10 plus two sidecars. Take a fairly popular board crew. And again, you like the loot from five of 10, but let's say you didn't have five of 10 or you haven't unlocked five of 10, you can run Beverly, Chen Talon, and if your Beverly is maxed, that's actually better than five. In terms of the defense and the shield regen, you're going to kill more probes with that than you would with five. Let's say if you don't have five. And she's only a rare, so she's more accessible. So especially in the single categories where you're running 
five captain and two non-Borg sidecars, Beverly is super, super important to, to get up to as high as you can get her. Well, there was a lot of speculation about that in the, you know, in arc one when she came out was that, you know, can she be as effective as five of ten with synergy? Mathematically, it can't happen. But comparatively, as a single card, uh, Beverly as captain was leaps and bounds better than five as captain, just solo, you know, with those single cards uh, compared. Uh, yes, giving up the loot bonus, but also getting a Kirk Spock combination in one card, which is massively, massively important, folks. Well, okay. let's 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 not think of it as giving up the loot bonus, right? As we talked about, as you mentioned right at the beginning, there's not a guarantee that every player has five of ten unlocked, right? There was never a path to unlock five of ten. You had to have been lucky with pulls or spent money. Stevens, Aaron, you, you sound like you're talking out of a boot. Uh, <laughs> are are you was was that Stevens Aaron? Yeah, that sounds pretty rough. Uh, so, so, so the loop the, don't don't. I'm not underscoring the loop bonus. If you have five of ten, the loop bonus is huge. Uh, but what I'm saying is is that if you didn't have five of ten, and you see someone going, we'll run five of ten Chentalon to hit probes, or run five of ten Jala. Uh, um, Kang, Kang for uh, swarms or whatever, right? There are options out there. You're like, well, I don't have five of ten, so I can't just do these things. Put in Beverly. Beverly will fill that void. Uh, she won't give you the loot bonus, but she will fill that void in terms of making your ship very capable. Okay. Uh, Big, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to bounce you down for a second. There's a lot of noise coming there. Uh, so Beverly being incredibly, incredibly important, and, and I kind of share that sentiment, Bubba. I was kind of looking at officers within the event store. So I'm looking here at the event store now, and I invite you guys to come along with me here, okay? I do agree. Officers, to me, tend to be one of the most uh, attractive and, and the first things that I look at uh, in any event store. Uh, so far, I've been relatively pleased with the loot. I think that your estimates, Bubba, seem to be pretty spot on. Uh, we're looking at, you know, roughly 500. Um, I was kind of hoping for a little bit closer to six, and we may still potentially see that. The calendar's full, uh, so we could potentially see a little bit more. Uh, I will speak to some of the events here in just a moment as we get ready to wrap up the show. But, um, yes, I do agree that, that officers should be what you're looking at. So when I was looking here, you guys know that uh, there were a couple of officers I did not earn over the last five months. Data was one, all right? I've got 82 out of 100 data shards, Bubba. Um, Beverly, I got unlocked, but she was only tier one, all right? Um, I did not have enough to get her promoted. I had Picard, I got Riker, I got Jordy. I missed on Troy. Now, I know that people say that they have not yet found the super big relevance of Troy. I don't know where a lot of you guys stand with Troy. All right? I prioritized unlocking Troy. I left Data. Why did I leave Data alone, Bubba Joe? I left Data alone because my goal is to eventually get him with away teams assignments 
So I know that that is a sourceable path that I can personally control, either through spending or grinding. I can still choose my speed at which I can obtain. Data, for all intents and purposes, data is now grindable. Okay? He's grindable. Sort of. All right? He's at least obtainable free to play. So now I'm looking at, if I take data out of it, I'm looking at Troy, and I'm looking at leveling Beverly. All right? Because I was fortunate enough to get Picard, I've got Riker, I've got Jordy. Now, these are all Tier 1 officers. All right? There's no promoting Jean-Luc Picard. Okay? That, that ain't going to happen. 180 shards. All right? But I was close on Troy. I think I needed 18, I believe. And Beverly, of course, I had her unlocked, but I find value there. So where did I go? All right? I did, in fact, uh, this was just my personal choice. I did, in fact, spend for the 12 shards needed to unlock Troy. I wrote off data because I'm going to be working on him in away team's assignments. And I, I just unlocked Troy. So she is tier one, zero out of 100 shards. I, <laughs> I did not <clears throat> spend a red cent on Wesley Crusher or Worf. Didn't do it. I took every ounce of my remaining loot and decided to see how far I could take Beverly Crusher. As of this moment, I have 23,000 loot. So clearly, I've spent a lot of it, okay? As of this moment, I got 23,000 loot, and my Beverly Crusher is Tier 2. I still don't have enough to get her to Tier 3. As a matter of fact, um, she is a naked Tier 2. So I, I've got 0 out of 105 shards to get her to, to, get her to Tier 3. And I don't, Bubba Joe, see Tier 3 being obtainable. 105 shards times 2,000 loot. Actually, I guess it could be. That's only another 210,000 loot. So, the question becomes, can we, if I've spent pretty much everything that we've done, can I earn another 210,000 loot, Bubba, which would get me to a Tier 3 Beverly Crusher? But at what cost? Big Country would tell me, man, this is where I buy my mycelium. And mycelium right now doesn't have the most efficient pack available. I presume there's no limits on that. Big Country, are there any limits? No, I didn't think so. So you could buy as much mycelium as you could get it, as you could afford to get. I'm low on mycelium. I got to be honest with you, Bubba. I have a different choice in front of me, which is going to sound crazy. I got my Troy, which I think is going to be extremely important down the road. Now I'm looking at Beverly versus Goo. <laughs> All right. Beverly versus Goo. Um, and I'm looking at a potential Tier 3 Beverly versus having to mine every single day and refine something else, which fortunately up until this point, I have not had to do. I've never had to refine mycelium. I have always had more than the 18,000 cap. So, Bubba, my choice is just a little bit different. And although, you know what, my advice to players would be, 
look at availability. Look at the sourcing. If it's grindable, don't buy it, right? Look at the acquisition problems that we've got in this game and take what is normally going to be harder to get. I should take my own advice and probably promote Beverly again. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, And to be, you know... So I've seen a lot of the chat. Uh, there's one thing that someone said I wanted to make sure I address. If you have zero Beverly shards and you do the free-to-play path of event store loot in this arc, you can unlock her from the event store. I guarantee that you will be able to do that. It's it. You may think it's a lot because it's a lot of shards, but it's going to end up being about... Let's see, I had the math Who, right Beverly? here. Beverly? Yes, it's about 72,000 of your loot, which is not even a quarter of what you're going to earn. So don't don't think that you can't unlock her if you have zero shards. Getting her to tier two is the best. Yes, that's still on my thing. Um, uh, but tier two, I think, is where she equalizes with five, and then she has the shield regen as well if she's captain. Uh, that, that's a good, it's a good point to get her to. But you will continue to see returns if you can continue to put shards into her. Now, you bring up a really good point, DJ. How do I balance officer acquisition with something that I use constantly, like blue goo? Or, you know, I'm five shards from the ship. Or I need, you know, I need whatever to go do this other thing. You have to figure out what's most important to you. What's important to me is not going to be what's important to everyone. What's important to me, I've already said, I'm spending all of my event store loot on both crushers. I've already decided. um, I I believe that I will end up with enough to get them both to tier five. Um, But it's 100% where you are in your progression as to what you want to do. Jedi says a tier two Beverly is 110,000 loot, so you could go from zero to tier two in this event. Ah, oh, easy peasy. Scalyback yep. says, I'm eight shards shy of Beverly. That's 16,000 loot. Literally one ticketed event gave you that much loot. You know, uh, if, if you have been faithful with your participation, and by the way, I am a little bit behind, a, a little bit behind. Ripper and I will catch up this week. Uh, I'm a little bit behind in... Uh, tracking the free-to-play loot that's been given. All right? I have made a side note of all leaderboards, but I have been actually counting all SMS-based loot. I have even put a side note, an asterisk, on the ticketed events so that we could assume that not everybody would get both. But let me let me go out on a limb here just for a second, kind of sidebar note, all right? A lot of players have saved tickets in the past looking for an event that may be good. I may potentially personally argue that now may be a time where you would consider spending a couple of your saved tokens. If you can do it, one of those ticketed events was stupid. I was very unhappy with it, which was the away team's assignment. 1,300 points. I did that easily, man. I just queued up a lot of crap, upgraded my uh, away team control center thingy, and I had it done in like six hours. Well, I did. I did it all with assignments, <laughs> and and epic assignments, and and maybe lesson. Maybe I didn't 
Maybe I didn't plan properly. I didn't have a bank of them, right, Bubba Joe? I didn't have six assignments waiting for me to claim when that event started. Um, but I did but have. You didn't. I did have you a didn't decent know supply. Know happen. I did have a decent supply of speed ups. All right, so I was able to do it. But I felt like that event was very expensive as far as game currency. Very expensive as compared to mining or hostile hunting. You know what I'm saying? That being said, all things all things aside, we have the speed-ups. Scopely has given you the speed-ups. All right? You have the speed-ups, and if you have used those wisely, then you could have done it. I may suggest that you at least consider that this month, if you've got saved, leftover, uncommon event tickets, this may be the time. Event stores are the time. Okay? Event stores are the time to to get what you want directly, directly. And so, for example, somebody just asked, 392,000 loot is what it would take to take Beverly straight from zero shards to tier three. I'm here to tell you, even free to play, although you would have to dedicate literally almost everything to her, you could do a tier three Beverly completely free to play within this event store. Green, can, uh, I, can, I ask, though, can I ask, when it comes to Arx after this one, for the 40-plus players, can Scopely put a little bit of emphasis on giving more threat, especially if they want to push us into G4 ships? Because even to repair a G4 miner is ridiculously expensive. Absolutely. It it is expensive. It's crazy. It's crazy expensive. I, I like I said, it's it's that's why I've decided not to build a, a level forty two ship. I'm still flying in my jelly. All right, still flying in my jelly. It's it's. Uh, yeah, well, I fly a Kelvin as well as a jelly. Uh, Kelvin, I only use for hunting scouts at this stage because it's all it's, I want to use it for because it's so expensive to repair the damn thing. Oh yeah, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. But uh, but anyway. Uh, wrapping up on this, as far as event store loot, guys, there is a decent amount. It is, it's not the cheap model that we expected. Somebody said, well, it should have been a lot higher. It was a five-month event store, which I, I don't disagree. But again, I remind you, the actual model for a three-month event store is about 250000 loot. So it's good to see that we're ramping that up. If we end up getting to the 500000 mark, Bubba, I'll, I will be pleased. Um, and, and for a free-to-play... For free to play, guys, you know, especially with Beverly, who arguably may potentially be the most important officer of the entire arc when you when you put them all side by side, as of right now. Okay. Picard, Picard is too expensive for you guys to look at in an event store unless you were really, really close. You know, 180 shards at 6,000 <laughs> loot per shard. I mean, I'm here to tell you, if you didn't have any progress yet on Picard, it's going to take you 1.1 million event store loot to open up Picard. It ain't going to happen, all right? So unless you were close and you were going to top off, uh, then you, you need to kind of set that one on the back burner. Um, capping off other officers like Troy or Jordy or whomever else, like Bubba says, if you're close, go ahead and do that. But I, if I am looking at the most affordable officer with the best impact. Bubba, I might even describe her as, as the best bang for your buck, the, the best performance based on the cost, 
it would have to be Beverly Crusher. I would agree with that. Have you maxed Wesley? So I'm go- since we have a recruit chest, uh, I am waiting until we get to the all the recruit chest, and then I'm going to see how many shards I need and then dump all of my event store loot into those two officers. So I don't want transporter patterns from those since they're already hard to get. So I'm waiting until I've gotten all of my recruit loot, and then I will start unlocking. There you go. We will see. All right. Yeah, Worf, don't, don't waste loot on Worf. Uh, and for those of you asking for the Elite Mycelium Pack, we have fed that back. Ripper and I both have been advocating for that. Uh, have no response at this time. Of course, do keep in mind that no Mycelium was there before. The fact that we have this one is better than none. Uh, so we have asked for the Elite. Don't know if it's going to happen. But if Mycelium is something that you're going to buy, then I would encourage you just hanging out and waiting because you'd be pretty miffed if you bought it here and then they launch the Elite one next week. So just be patient uh, in, if you were going to shop for Mycelium. Um, but, uh, yeah, Beverly Crusher. Anything else in the event store that's striking anybody's fancy? Real quick, before we uh, get ready to wrap up. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, nope. boom, boom. Uh, why do I like Troy? <clears throat> I like Troy because she clearly clearly is pointing to something yet to come okay there is absolutely no denying it big country uh let, let me come to you on the oh you're not on the stage where'd you go oh you, you were making you, you were making noise here come <laughs> come back up if you're not making noise um here's why i like troy all right Troy, I think, was written for something that we have not yet gotten, but does have a real-world application here and now today that on any faction armada, any normal armada, not a Swarmada, not a Borgmada, okay, but any normal armada, having her in the captain's chair of one ship removes crits for the entire team. Fire Pew says, so does 9 of 10. I think we just talked about that and discovered that that was not the case, right? 9 of 10. Does it for Borg. 9 of 10 does it for Borg. She does not do it for anything else. Here we go. 9 of 10. When fighting a Borg ship, 9 of 10 decreases the chance of dealing a critical hit of the opponent. Okay? She does it for Borg. That's fine. Here is an officer that will do it for the armadas that we are doing 90% of the time. Commander Riker says deep space ones don't have crits. Oh, yes, they do. They do. It's 10%. 10%. All right. So having Troy in the captain's chair of one ship is the equivalent. Let, let's draw. Let's paint a picture, big country. Troy is to normal armadas as four galas is to exchange armadas or as a nine of 10 with full synergy is to Borg Matas. Here you've got one officer card on one ship. Arguably, she's the best of any of these crit strippers of anything. With Gala, you got to either have four of them or two Pike Moreau Galas, which arguably sometimes doesn't even work. Four Galas will do it. All right? You have to have one ship 
against the Borg Megacube, running nine and full synergy, but that literally is a sacrificial lamb ship. Nine of ten plus two side cards that don't do anything, that ship will die. It is the sacrificial lamb. All right? Troy in the captain's chair still gives you a chance to fight. How about Troy, Kirk, and Spock? Big, you've, you've gone back. You're on record saying that one of your favorite basic, simple Armada 101 crews is Kirk, Spock, Khan, right? Or even earlier, Kirk, Spock, Decius, Kirk, Spock, Carroll, all right, for some of you younger players. And, and that's still the case. Kirk, Spock is still the case in exchange space. Absolutely. Kirk Spock Khan is great in exchange space. Okay? Guys, here I submit to you if you don't have uh if you don't have uh sorry, I was going down a different path. Uh, for the let's you know what big, I want to make a video. Let's do this. Maybe even tonight. I don't know. I don't know how many people we got online. Let's do this. For those players who are looking to punch up, I would be willing to make a wager that Troy lets you do so. We're going to test it tonight, Big. If, if you will, we'll get ready to well, wrap we up We did here. that with Snake Eyes a couple weeks ago. We and did. it was with a level 45. I lost all the data. But 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 here's, okay. here's what I want to do with it, all right? And here's what I'm going to do for the basis of the video. I don't want to do it on Deep Space Armadas because then it's going to be a video for the whales. Let's do this. Let's find a bunch of... A bunch of players. Big, I, I'm not going to exclude you. You can play. You're a level 50. But let's do a level 39 Armada. And let's all drive our Saladins. Hopefully, people still have them. Like, do you still have a Sally? Please tell me you have a Sally. No. No, I do big, not. Big <laughs> scrapping his Sally. Scrap. Yeah, it's actually, I literally just scrapped. It came out of the scrapper today. And um, I put my I put another Enterprise in the scrapper today. So, but yeah, I scrapped. I just finished scrapping my my last Sally. All right, now listen, people are so. people are getting technical with me. Yes, yeah. I'm not saying that that they do the exact same thing. I'm saying that this is the same type of quote unquote one person needs to run quote unquote uh, quote unquote sacrificial lamb style mechanic. Virgil says, to Pike Moreau Gala reduces 20% of all shots from the Mudmatas and 80% of normal shots. Yes, I get that. I know that. All right. Faction Armadas, Troy leaves 100% of normal shots. Potato, potato. Okay. I'm not saying that they're identical. I'm saying that Troy strips away the crit chance, which is the same thing that 9 of 10 does with the Borgmatas. Gets rid of the crits. And I'm here to tell you, Maybe not on the 39s or the 37s or the 35s, but on the 43s and the 45s, I'm here to tell you, those crits, they hurt. They hurt really, really bad. The crits can take out a ship, especially on the deep space ones because they're firing multiple shots per weapon. So if that weapon focuses on you, you might take three shots. What if one or even two of those are crits? Dead. Dead. Okay? You're dead. So the reason that I want to I want to do this test with smaller ships big, I want to show off Troy at a real-world level, not at a level 50 level. I want to see a bunch of Sallies on camera. We're going to do this tonight. I am going to try to take out 
with Sally's and Troy. We're going to try to take out a level 39 Armada. We may fail. We may fail. Maybe Sally's aren't, aren't meant for it big. But up until this point, level 39s had to be done with epic ships. Yes? Yes. Had to be done. Yes. Okay? Maybe it is easier now that you can eliminate critical chance or critical chance and that big massive critical damage on 10% of all shots. Maybe now smaller ships can do it. We're going to show you. I believe but I also think in special circumstances and I'm sure yes, this isn't going to apply to everybody, but I'm sure that there are special circumstances where you know, if you're in a if you're in an alliance and you have some big players and you want to participate or you want to run a level 45 epic, you know, and your strongest ship is a four million four million jelly. Well, normally you could not participate in that event, but or you couldn't participate in that armada. But if you have Troy, now you can say, hey, look, I want to run it because I want to get the starter chest because it's a huge payout. And then you get a couple of your big brothers to come with you, and now you add value to that armada. And before, where you probably could not beat it, now you're able to because Troy takes away the crits, the armada deals out less damage, and now you're able to you know, run that armada, get the starter chest, and defeat it. I, I, I think that I, I agree with you, and I think that some people in the chat are missing this. All right. Uh, Pew, no, my Sally is actually only tier eight, and I'm only a 41. Uh, 39s are not weak sauce. <laughs> not, to, not to a lot of players. All right. Um, however, Jedi is right. The support crew that you offer can be your ticket into a larger armada. Now, Pew says Gala is a waste on faction armadas. I agree with you. On the other hand, nothing better says. Tier 1 Troy won't do anything for the fleet. I disagree wholeheartedly. She's removing 100% of the critical chance. Like, it's gone. No crits, period. So only normal shots. Only normal shots. And that is not an officer ability. Nothing better. It's her captain's maneuver. Okay? The officer ability is the same as Riker and is the same as Jordy. Increasing 100% damage to a specific faction. Whoop-de-doo. It's base. It's nice. It ain't mind-blowing, and it's nothing to write home about. We're not using Troy for the officer ability. We're using Troy for the captain's maneuver, okay? And again, Pew, you're exactly right. Removing crits can be okay if you're trying to punch up, which is exactly what I said at the beginning, right? Didn't I say that? That's the whole basis of the video. If you're close, all right, we are going to see if a fleet full of Saladins can now take down a level 39, and dare I say big, we might even try an epic. On camera, with Sally's, using Troy. Might be crazy. Pew says, but the common player won't have Troy. Guys, everybody wake up and listen. You have an event store open right now, and you're in an arc, uh, you just finished an arc, where Troy was sourced decently well. I was free to play last month, I participated in zero auctions. Zero. I did not score. I, I told you that I won Picard. I got Riker. 
okay? I was tapped. I had nothing left. I earned nothing from auctions from Troy, and I had 82. Now, maybe not everybody, maybe not everybody has 82. Maybe somebody has 70. Maybe somebody has 30. If somebody has 30, they probably didn't play their events to their fullest potential. Joker says, I'm free to play. I got her unlocked. Okay? Uh, Pew says, I did free to play, and I've got 50. Fantastic. If you got 50, let's do the math on this. If you still need 50, I'm here to tell you, you can unlock Troy free to play with this event store. Vel says 82, that's auction numbers. No. I did place in leaderboards. Obviously, I'm in a good alliance. I did place in some leaderboards. I earned nothing in any auction. I did not place top 10 in any single auction, and I'm 40 plus, so mine only went 10 deep. Okay? Just FYI, 300,000 event store loot buys you 50 Troy shards. 50. So, really, if you played super hard this month, you're right. I did do Elite Battle Pass. How many did that? that so, that was 25 of them. Caution, thank you for reminding me. Absolutely. I did the $100 Battle Pass. I got 25. I think it was 25 in that. So, 82 minus 25 is, what, 57 that I got free to play? All right. Now, Pew says, why should I dump all of my tokens into one officer? I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't. I'm saying it's up to you. Do keep in mind, when it comes to Troy, really, you don't have to have her. You just probably want, what, big? Maybe a half dozen or so on your team? I mean, not everybody has to have her. Really, only one person on an Armada team should be running her. So, you know, listen, like Big said. If oh, you're, you definitely if, don't want any more than one. Yeah, you definitely don't want more than one. So so maybe you're not the player that wants to focus on that. But maybe one of the one of the players who's okay with being the sacrificial lamb decides to do that because it will carry value to your bigs and some of the other armadas. You will get an invite to some of the larger armadas because of the benefit you are providing to the team. It's just like the three or four players that need Gala. You got it. It's just like that one player who's running nine of ten. Scalyback says, pick me, pick me. Scaly, I might say, possibly, maybe. Give it some thought on Troy. All right, that's going to get you into more armadas because she is a sacrificial lamb. So just throwing that out there. Is she a viable option for people? Yes, she is. Does she work without Picard and Riker? Yes, she does. Battle Droid, with the current level of critical chance of faction armadas in the game right now, she alone, as captain, gives you the desired effect. That's why I say she's not, I mean, she's a good standalone officer. Put Troy in the captain's chair and then run Kirk Spock on the side. And you still get some great survivability. Or, you know, uh, Gorkon or Khan or whatever. I mean, whatever you want to put there. Kirk Spock, probably a good one. But she's only one card and only needs one card. All right, there you go. So you got choices, and that's what's great about an event store. 
We've given you tonight a couple of recommendations, but depending on what your focus is. Beverly is a phenomenal Kirk Spock replacement, but she's got to go in the captain's chair and arguably not the ideal crew against an armada. But great in PVE. We look at um, Data, which has yet to prove his medal, but I think will very soon, given the away team's assignments mechanic. You got Jordy, which is a no-brainer. Jordy loot bonus, awesome. Okay, now you got Troy, who not only has an ability here today, but points to something in the future. And that's why I chose to invest in her. I feel like she's going to be important in something yet to come. Bubba Jove, 60 seconds on your final thoughts with the event store before we wrap up. So uh, I want to reiterate something that someone else said here. The event store is all about options, right? It always has been. It always, hopefully, always will be. Um, find the options that work for you, uh, whether that's getting the last shard of Troy or Picard or getting uh, officer shards or getting materials. Don't let someone shame you into thinking if you have an advancement path through the event store and you choose to do it, that is your game to play and can't, shouldn't listen to me or Big Country or anyone else tell you anything different. You play your game. Um, we can tell you what we're going to do, but it, everyone's game is in a different spot. So do what you can. I tell you, right Wesley's not worth it. <laughs> well, you can do whatever you want just don't buy wesley okay don't, don't do that i'm kidding i'm kidding you know what we're we're gonna regret it mark we're gonna regret bubba's gonna have the only tier five wesley crusher in the game you wait mine is tier five mine's tier five right now no you didn't yes i did so Bubba and Mark pictures in chat. Bubba and Mark are going to have the only tier five Wesleys <laughs> in the entire galaxy. All right, and here about three or four months from now, we're going to see an application that just absolutely blows our mind, and Bubba's going to be like Neener Neener, all of you. Okay, uh -huh. Captain Mark is going to say Neener 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 DJs. I got a leg up in this because I was the only one who saw it. All right, we uh, we shall see. Uh, <laughs> absolutely crazy. Um, let's uh -huh. see. yeah, I know it's, it's going to happen. All right. Um, I think that about does it. I don't know where we're at on time. Q -tip. Oh, Q-tip. Okay. Tell you what, guys, you know what? I want to do this real quick. A year ago, a little over a year ago, and, and I didn't prepare anything. Uh, I didn't prepare anything like to make anybody cry for this. Uh, and I should have, okay. I should have. I did not give this the prep that it deserves, but we're under a timeline. A little over a year ago, um, I asked you guys to help my family. I asked you guys to help uh, my niece, Halen, raise money to bring home a diabetic alert dog. Uh, Sylvie has been home since, uh, I don't know, the beginning of August. She is amazing. She is awesome. They, they've had to ramp up with certain things like she wasn't able to go to school the full day like on day one like they had to take her and introduce her to that environment so she started out by going like an hour or two a day and and Halen still had to be alone for the rest of the school day but she's ramped that up now Sylvie is with her all day as a matter of fact <clears throat> we had originally thought that Sylvie was gonna was was I think actually in the original interview uh they said that Sylvie would have to be in a cage when she was in uh in class uh, the school district that we're in has been so loving and so welcoming to Sylvie. Uh, Sylvie has free reign 
let me tell you guys something that'll just that'll that'll make you smile. Still, they did yearbook pictures the other day. All right, Halen had her yearbook photo taken, and Sylvie has a spot in the yearbook. Her yearbook photo was taken the other day, along with all the other students. The school has embraced Sylvie as a member of their community. Um, that is amazing, and in a very real and large part, thanks to the generosity of this community. You guys raised thousands of dollars, all right? I mean, the entire thing was incredibly expensive. I don't remember what the final bill came to, but you guys were responsible for raising uh, over $1,000. It was, as a matter of fact, it was one of the largest single-source contributions that had ever come to Pumped for a Puppy. And I know Steven Zaren... Uh, has been following Pumped for a Puppy's Facebook page. They have renamed Pumped for a Puppy because the campaign is over. It's now Sylvie's Facebook page. It's all about Sylvie. Uh, photos are there. You can see. You can hear stories. Uh, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And we will, I know that I haven't, and I'm so sorry, but we will do a follow-up on that. Uh, actually talk to Halen. We're going to talk to Trey again. We're going to see if we can talk to Sylvie. All right. We're going we're gonna to get the skinny on what you guys had a direct hand in. I mean, you, every single one of you should feel incredibly humbled and proud of a life-saving partner and friend for my niece. I did not do justice to the next cause that I want to take up because I didn't I haven't had the time here lately and 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 for that I'm so sorry but we're up against the clock I do Bubba Joe I get requests all the time can you post this GoFundMe can you help me raise money can you can you do this I I get that all the time I I it, it sometimes it's a little uncomfortable right because you know, who knows? The, to, trying to vet some of this stuff. You know, you look at a GoFundMe page that was created three hours ago, and you're like, man, I don't know. You know, because it, it's hard. It, you got to be careful with some of this stuff. You know, you go, you want to be careful. If if I'm gonna if I'm gonna say, hey, I want to get behind something, I want to dag on make sure that it's legit and that your money is being used for something real, something tangible, something that can actually touch a human being. And for the first time since last year, I was presented with such a request that that was easy to vet. I did. And, hey, Q-tip, I did. I looked you up. I checked you out. I checked out because I do that. That's, that's just my responsibility. If I'm going to share it to my team, I want to make sure that it is worthy of people's attention. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you uh, a member of our community. His name is Q-Tip. And I just posted his link in, and I, I only just noticed that his real name is there. That's how unashamed he is. That's how uh, uh, willing he is to put his information out there and say, I am doing something real. And this Great Cycle Challenge is a real thing. It's been happening for years. As a matter of fact, Jason Q-Tip has been participating since 2016. And his history is all on the website. As a matter of fact, Q-Tip here has been single-handedly responsible for over $5,000 himself 
raised since the year 2016 for childhood cancer. Cancer kills children just in the United States at a rate of 38 children a week. That is just here in the United States. God knows, Jason, what it is internationally. 38 children every single week die from cancer. Research is an expensive thing. Anybody who's in that medical field knows that research is just crazy. It's expensive, and there's so many things, and then there's so many medicines, and there's so many trials, and this and that. So the Childhood Cancer, uh, Childhood Cancer Society has been doing this for, for several years, and it's a, it's a real thing. You can Google it. You can see it out there, uh, and, and thousands of people. My wife participates in this. My wife runs for them, all right? Here is the Great Cycle Challenge, where Q-Tip has pledged to ride 500 miles on his bicycle. He, he tracks his progress. He puts up his routes and he is raising money here, all right? Um, and what's amazing about this is that they pair their riders with a child, all right? Jason's child's name is Liam. Liam was diagnosed at the age of five years with T-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia. He was diagnosed in May of last year. Since his diagnosis, this little man has spent 23 nights in hospitals, undergone 116 doses of chemotherapy, and endured over 80 pokes of various procedures and tests, and has been rushed to the emergency room 12 times in the last 18 months. Despite all of this, Liam is one tough little man and has found a way to keep being a kid through it all. He loves to tell jokes. He is an expert Lego builder, and we'll forgive him for this one, but a passionate Star Wars fan. Liam has his own lightsaber, which is never too far away to help him fight his arch enemy. And his enemy is not Darth Vader. His enemy is cancer. His treatment will continue through this month, September 2021. Liam is an incredibly brave five-year-old who is kicking cancer's ass, everybody. He and his family are grateful to you and your support throughout this entire challenge. Liam wrote a thank you note to Jason with a personal thank you with his picture and a message that said, thank you for writing for me. Jason is writing for Liam this year, folks. And his goal is to raise more money than he has ever been able to do. I am not going to sit here and ask you to donate thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars or tens of dollars or single dollars. Whatever it is that you feel so moved that you would be willing to do, click on the link in our graphics room and visit Jason's page for the Great Cycle Challenge, Riding to Fight Kids Cancer, and you can see what Jason has been able to do. In the year 2016, he raised $190. It was his first year, and he had just started. In 2017, he took that up to $255. In the year 2019, we're missing 2018 here, Jason, but in the year 2019, he upped his ante, $530. In the year 2020, he raised $2,900. And what we're looking for here this year in 2021 is to beat that goal 
of $3,000. Jason is well on his way, and if I'm not mistaken, has raised so far this year just shy of $1,200, meaning we got $1,800 to go. I'm not asking the community of Talking Trek to contribute $1,800, but what I am asking you to do is to do whatever it is that you feel you can do because today and right now, especially for the live listeners, there is an anonymous donor that is matching everybody's contributions between now and approximately two hours from now. Your donation up to, what is it, Jason, 500 bucks is going to be 100% matched by an anonymous donor up to a cap. Oh, my God. So it's a corporation. It must be a corporation. Up to $1.5 million. So if anybody felt like donating a cool million, you're going to get that matched. Okay. $1.5 million for the day, and I assume that this is all across the entire Great Cycle Challenge. All right. But your donation can be matched here today. 40,000 riders getting together, and whatever they raise today, this calendar day, is going to be matched. All right. Now, listen. Some of you listening in podcast form are not going to hear this in time, and that's okay. Your donation will still be appreciated. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I personally pledge that from this point over the next 72 hours, Talking Trek will match your donation up to $100 for every single person who donates. Talking Trek believes in giving back to the community, and you guys gave to my family. It's time for us to give to Liam's family. So for any of you guys that donate between now and Sunday's show, up to a max of $100 because this boy ain't rich, (laughs) okay? We will match up to $100 per contributor, a 100% cash match on anything that is raised by the Talking Trek community. Now, Jason, no clue how you're going to track that, all right? But obviously, we're going to have to figure out how to do that. As far as the Talking Trek guys go, like if somebody makes a donation, can they do a hashtag? Can they put a note in there? We need to be able to make sure that we're keeping track of our Talking Trek buddies and our loving and generous community here so that we know how much Talking Trek can turn around and give back to Liam and his family. Ladies and gentlemen, I invite you to take a look at the generosity that Jason has given to the Great Cycle Challenge for the last five years, and let's help him beat this goal. And let's help Liam beat his cancer and the 23 other children this week who may not beat their cancer. We can make sure that families, or we can make damn sure to try anyway, that families don't have to feel that pain in the future. Maybe it's a futile challenge. I don't believe that's the truth, though. I believe that we can make a difference. I do believe that we as a community can come together and find a way to make life better for anybody suffering from a terrible, ugly, and nasty disease. Send Liam a note. Send Jason a note. Donate if you will. Send a card. Send a thank you. Do something. doesn't have to be money. Go down to your local children's hospital. Visit. You know... There is a moderator on our official Discord right now. Her name is Jess, and she is awesome. She visits Children's Hospital on the regular, dressed up as some of their favorite superheroes. Lots of people do that. There are a million ways that you can give back to the community of children. These are kids. 
And I've told you before, there's not many things that hit me in the gut harder than a kid who suffers. Hunger, clothing, I mean, mm. kids are so special. They deserve every opportunity that everybody else gets. And the ones diagnosed at the age of five or seven with a terminal illness, it's just not fair. It's not fair. Let's give them the best shot we can, huh? Thank you guys, everybody, for your amazing generosity. Thank you for everything you've done for my family. And now I say it's time for me to give to somebody else's family. And I invite you along for the ride. Jason, thank you for riding for childhood cancer. Thank you for riding for Liam. And I would like to see you hit your goal and so much more. And I would like to see Liam uh, writing you letters and being a part of your life for, for all time to come. And I would like to see you be wildly successful in your ride. Ladies and gentlemen, visit our graphics room for a direct link into uh, where you can read uh, the letter from Liam. You can support Jason today in his great cycle challenge and use the hashtag STFC for Liam in your donation so that they can be tracked. And uh, between now and next Sunday's show, Talking Trek will match up to $100 per donation. 100% cash match for any donation given with the hashtag STFC for Liam. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to give away some trait XP. Let's do it. All right, we haven't played a game here in a little while. G, what's up? Welcome to the stage, man. Missed you. How are you? All right. Oh, look at that. See, Arian, grab that. Here's a video link from Liam. Throw that. Throw that in there, okay? I'd like to see that in the graphics room. I want to watch that. Here's a message from Liam to Jason. All right? Super awesome, I, and I'm really excited to see that. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, your final note, final notice to go enter into the spam it room. We're resetting that bot tonight because we are drawing here in just like three minutes. All right? Three minutes. We're drawing for 500 materials, G3, G4, Uncommon, or G4 parts. Uh, uncommon parts in spam it. That's happening. Ladies and gentlemen, 5,000 trait XP up for grabs right now. Ladies and gentlemen, like to welcome to the stage. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Vita's bot's not working. <laughs> Did anybody... Has it been working? It has been working, right? Did I use the right command? Contest pick. Here, let's try this one. Contest. Uh-oh. It ain't working. Didn't it just work for you a little bit ago, Stevens Aaron? Like what you were trying to do? <laughs> Ruh -ruh. I bet that means spam it's not working either. Here, let me try it and spam it. Is the bot? Oh, the bot's not responding in spam it either. Spam it count. Oh, great. The bot's offline. <laughs> Maybe, you know what? Here's what I may have to do this. All right. If the bot's offline. And it's too, it's too early in the morning for Vita to be awake. Like, it's like 4 o'clock in the morning where he is. So here's what I may have to do. I may have to just do both winners out of Spam It. Here's what I'll do. Uh, I'll get with Vita first thing in the morning. We'll do the, v the Spam It drawing. And uh, what do you think, Bubba? Should I just do a Spam It drawing for the Trade XP as well? I hate to do that because I'd like for the people who are here, like, right now to be able to do it. But there's like a 1,000 people in the Spammer room. 
I mean, it's probably the only fair thing unless you have a way to capture and, you know, do a die roll of 184. <laughs> I don't have a way to do that. Uh, Steven Zaren is trying to restart it. Can you do that? I didn't know that. Does that work? <laughs> Doesn't appear to have done anything. I don't think that's going to do anything, Steven Zaren. Th thanks for trying, though. Um, yeah, the bot is uh, the bot's RNG. Uh, I tell you what, here's what I could do. All right, if, if you would prefer, we'll just do the spamming in the morning, and I'll do two trait XP winners on Sunday show. That way, we can make sure that people who are listening live get the edge. We could do that if you want. Should we just talk about it after the air, uh, after the show? We should probably just do that and just talk about it. There's no copy paste, Zebrant. Who are you checking? With? This is your show. Yeah, but I don't. I don't like. I don't like being a dictator. <laughs> I don't. I don't like being like big country. He doesn't. He doesn't consult with people. He just. Uh, he just does what he wants. Um, it's faster that way. It is faster that way. <laughs> All right. No, listen. Spamit isn't working either. Wait. Okay. Somebody just entered Spamit. Hang on. Maybe it was just lagging. Uh, Spamit count. Okay. It's working in Spamit. Let's try it up here now. All right. Contest count. Oh, now it's working. Looky there, everybody. Let's play the game. Oh, my God. Did, did Steven Zaret actually fix it? Maybe he did reboot it. <laughs> did he do it? Steven Zaren, you might have actually fixed it. Okay, here we go. Contest and pick. Who's it going to be? Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. Blokemon, Blokemon. You got a chance to play. All right, Blokemon, you got a chance to uh, play for 5,000 trait XP. Let's get you up here on the stage. Bloke Blokemon. Blokemon, we'll get you on the stage. While we're waiting on Blokemon to come to the stage, I'm going to come down here into the Spamit room, uh, and we are going to do a Spamit pick. Is Blokemon not here? I don't see him. I don't see him chatting. Spamit and pick. Congratulations to Pamic on Server 17, congratulations. Havoc, congratulations to you. And uh, you will uh, have your choice of 500 G3 or G4 Uncommon Parts and Materials. We'll get with you. Guys, stand by. We'll reset the bot here in just a minute. I don't want you guys to uh, to flood it with new entries. Blokemon is not responding. We're going to have to pick a new player. Oh, no answer from Blokemon. All right, so contest. And pick. Everybody's got a second chance. Who's it going to be? It's going to be Knights 12. Knights 12, congratulations. Knights 12, are you here? You've got a chance to play for 5,000 trait XP. 5,000 uh, trait XP. For the new away team's assignments 2.0. Knights 12, not answering. You know what? I'm I've, I'm fearful, big country, that maybe some people have fallen asleep while listening to this show. <laughs> it might have happened. Not entirely sure. <laughs> you should have played more music. We should have played should have played some more music. I don't know. Gregor is here. Gregor, good evening and welcome to you, sir. How are you? Do you ever fall asleep listening to this show? What's that? I just woke up. What's going on? <laughs> oh, very no, good. No, I never fall asleep listening. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. It is. It, it's fine if, you, if people want to go to sleep. And it's fine on podcast version. All right. Uh, yeah. G is here. 
What's up? Uh, Did Lord, I win? Lord Did Pete I win? says, I would feel really bad if they were off donating right now. That is <laughs> true. You should be a little bit patient. All right. Uh, we don't have Knights 12. We're going to have to draw one more player. If we don't get a player this time, then I'm going to call it for tonight. And then we'll just do two next week. Contest and pick. Who's it going to be? Fossilized. Server 20. Fossilized. Welcome to the show. Fossilized. Uh, yeah, he's probably offline too, Mastek says. Oh, there's Fossilized. What's up, buddy? Welcome into the show. Fossilized is here. He's chatting. There he is. Fossilized, I would like to invite you up to the stage. Do you have an opportunity to join us in voice? All right. If you do, then come on up. We're going to invite you to the stage. There you go. Click on that little button. If you have a chance to come in, there he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Fossilized is on our stage. Welcome, buddy. You're muted. So uh, click on your little button. Hopefully you can up. Yeah, don't turn your phone. Unmute yourself, and there you are. Say hello to the Talking Trek community. How are you, Fossilized? Hey, guys. How's it going? All right. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Fossilized. Server 20, where are you from? Must be a United States server, right? Correct. And Actually located uh, in Arizona, where it's still a little uh, little early. Okay, Arizona. Yeah, what is it? Almost 8 o'clock out there? No, 9, nine, nine o'clock? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. We don't observe daylight saving, so we're 8 o'clock. There you go. And I believe it's probably still pretty hot out there. Uh, where it is. Still in the hundreds. Still in the hundreds. Ugh, yeah. All right. Uh, here we go. We've got an opportunity to play. Now, I can do one of two games for you, Fossilized. I do, in fact, have a game of Blurt prepared. I could also play a game of Fake News or Florida. Uh, it's where I read to you five news headlines, and you have to identify if I completely made it up or if it's an actual real news headline from the amazing state of Florida. Uh, either way, if you decide to do Blurt or you decide to do Fake News or Florida, you can have your choice of 5,000 trait XP or you can take something else out of the prize stash. Fossilized, would you like to choose your game? Yeah, let's do Fake News in Florida or Florida. Fake News or Florida, ladies and gentlemen, the game has been chosen. It's time to play. All DJ. Right. Yo, Big. Can, can, you just, can you just give them the prize? And let's let's find out more about Server Twenty. Don't they got a whole bunch of wars? Let's ask him like about his alliance. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, Server Twenty is in the midst of a. Yeah, I think I'd be more. Just give him the money and or give him the prize, and let's find out about Server. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's a whole different podcast. We can do it. Right, we can we can cut tape. We'll cut tape and we'll come back and talk about Server Twenty. We could do that. Maybe or or, or we'll set him up with. Uh, with Tech Man, because he, he likes doing that. But yeah, I'd like to hear about what's going on with 20. Uh, yeah, where's Tech Man? We want the drama. All right. Server 20 is a hoot, says Tabby Mosa. Craziness over there on Server 20. Fake News or Florida is the game. Here's the deal. Uh, we are going to keep it simple. I've got five stories. You only need to get three right to claim your prize. All right. Do you want the trade XP, or would you like your shot at something else out of the stash? I'll take the trade XP. All right. 5,000 trade XP up for grabs for you right now. Three out of five stories correct. You're a winner. It's an easy game. Here we go. Story number one. A Miami Gardens woman was arrested after she filled her daughter's baby bottle with vodka and snuck it into a courthouse for a hearing. Fake news or Florida? That sounds like Florida. Unfortunately. <laughs> It does sound like Florida, but I did actually make that one up. All right, so no one quite so brazen here today. Story number two. A Vero Beach man accused of having cocaine in his hat told investigators 
he didn't know it was there because he stole the hat. Fake news or Florida? Well, let's go with Florida. That is correct. <laughs> that did actually happen. He stole the hat, and that's why it had cocaine in it. A Palm Beach County man was charged with animal cruelty after he was caught blowing marijuana smoke into iguanas' faces in an attempt to get them high. Fake news or Florida? <laughs> uh, let's go with uh, that's Florida. That was I actually made that one up. I made it up. It says it says fake news. That's all right. We still got two chances. You got to get these two. two. Got to get these two. All right. A Vera Beach man was arrested after he threatened to rob a McDonald's because he had to pay extra for dipping sauce. Fake news or Florida? Oh, around the country, that's Florida. That is totally Florida. Absolutely, indeed. It all comes down to this one. A Pinellas Park McDonald's worker was on probation for cocaine possession uh, and was arrested for dousing a customer with a large soft drink during a drug dispute in the drive through window. <laughs> He's trying to do a drug deal in the McDonald's drive through window and dumps a large soft drink on this customer uh, in said dispute. Ladies and gentlemen, for all the trade XP, fake news or Florida? Let's follow the trend with all the other answers. That's Florida. That is indeed Florida. Congratulations. You're a winner. Wow. All right. There you go. All the way to the end. We made it to the fifth story. Congratulations to you. 5,000 trade XP is all yours, Fossilized. What I need for you to do is shoot me a quick PM with your long player ID, like the real long one, uh, if you have Scopely ID. If you don't have Scopely ID yet, do the short one. But what are you waiting for? Uh, something kind of cool moving your way soon. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, so sign up for your Scopely ID. Listen, even if you don't want to download the PC version, that's totally fine. All right, that's okay. Uh, still, you should indeed sign up for Scopely ID. There could, in fact, be items to come. Fossilized, thank you so much. Send me your uh, player ID, and uh, we will hook you up. Also, congratulations to that winner down here in our spam it room. Who was it? It was Pavic from Server 17. And ladies and gentlemen, the spam it bot has now been reset. You guys can go crazy in there and register for your next chance to win, which comes October 6th for 500 G3 or G4 Uncommon Materials or Parts. Guys, be sure to visit our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. We got stuff to come. May even record a video here tonight. Big, I don't know. If we can get a team together, maybe we'll do another live taping of an actual YouTube video. The last time we did that, it was a little bit it was a little bit silly, but we got it together. Snake Eyes wanted to kill me, but we did get it together. So maybe, in fact, we'll do that here tonight. We'll allow a studio audience in a research taping on-screen demonstration of Troy in Armadas. We're going to do that right after this show. Please be sure to visit our website where you can join on over, click to our uh, YouTube channel, subscribe there, getting ever so closer to 5,000 subscribers where we will give away 500 materials to 10 different people. All right, once we get to 5,000 subscribers. Also, while you're on our website, you can visit our merchandise store, get yourself some Talking Trek merch at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. And finally, you can consider joining our patron program where amazing players with awesome hearts donate $5 or more a month to this show to keep the lights on. I'd like to say thank you now to players like Gregor, Scott, Venkman, I'm 
Big Country, JC, Hank, Chuck's Grunt, Dark Lord, Stevens, Aaron, Ahab, Book of Thorn, Virtual Army, Jayberg. Lost my plays. DJ Gur, Red 2, and Honey, Dunk, Bojack, Ape Crush, Jonathan Ingram, Tabby Moza, Regis, Lady Cass, Engineering, Free Philly, Hudson, Doc 31, Morpheus, Cam, Coulter, Jetski, Wingnut, Z-Man, Fluffy Puma, CCXN, Devil's Advocate, Goofy Names Rock, Raxnar, Striker, V-Ready, Jerry Ryan, Indie Dandy, Quack Foo, Callus, King 101, Silent Stabber, Commander Taylor, Demodarks, Blue Mandalorian, Infinite Key, Maztec, The Professor, Chronic Break, Spock the Avenger, Medic 213, Stony Dude, Fog and Farts, Bubba Joe, Crazy Bob, Rude Dude, Arian, Judge Cran, Galen, Cobra, Splatsu, Eden, Not My Game Name, Sentinel, Ripper Goes 24 Hours, Con Air, Irish Jack, Y-Man, Vinius, Giovanni, Dragon Slayer, Lord Neelix, Lord Pete, Lobot, The Egger, Never Clutch, Storm, Harshest Procedure, Lugga, Subcommander, Doug, This Fella, Captain Jack, Dr. Link, Jason, Velvet Thunder, Right Turn, Clyde, Royal Power, Scarlet Hawk, Young Dukat, Lorenzo, Seven of Nine, Lube, Cha-Cha, Baba, A-Fox, Midhead, Bills Mafia, E-Rock, Afro Jacks, The Clueless One, Warren, Hugs and Cuddles, Gator, Evil Dragonfly, Shady Pines, John, Lonely Wolf, Susan, Gopher, Counselor Clue, and your mom. Thank you so very, very much for contributing $5 or more a month to Talking Trek, a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I'm your friendly neighborhood cat person, Ultimate DJs, your host of Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, saying love you, minute. See you next time. Meow for now. Bye. Meow, meow, meow.